God damn you. Fuck off, Wade. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with the coolest, one of my favorite interviews ever, because she was so funny. She was doing voices and characters, and of course, I'm talking about actress Kathleen Kinmont. Fuck off, Wade. <laughs> Best. <laughs> Kelly Meeker. Man, crushes in this movie. So don't forget to check out her book, KathleenKidmont.com. And I cannot wait to talk about my favorite Halloween sequel by far with my co-host and my partner on this sequel-watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing great, and it's definitely been a journey. Doug, how are you doing? Pretty good. It's the end of our third annual scary sequel month. I'm in. I think we ended on like such a high note. It was like a roller coaster ride this entire month. It was like click, 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 click. And I think we're going down in a good way. Well, you know, I've seen more horror movies in the last three years than I've seen my entire life. You know, and again, I've never been a horror fan, but I guess it's never too too, too late to start. Can't teach an old dog new tricks except you. And you like horror now. And I do learn new tricks all the time, so we're, we're we're good with that. So, and you know, this is the third. This this is only my, well, my third old Halloween uh, movie. I've seen the, the two new ones. I didn't see the brand new one, but this is my third old one. And uh, yeah, I have to agree. Out of the three we've seen already, this is the best one. Wait, we haven't seen three. But we've we've seen Halloween five. No, okay. I've seen. I, I saw the original. So oh, I've seen, okay. Like. This is all, so I watched the original before we started any of these because I wanted to see just where it started from. Wasn't a fan of the original. I thought it was a little Ooh. slow. Yeah. But I did like this one, but I do have a lot of questions. And I cannot wait to hear your questions. This was a movie that just before we get started and we dive right in, you got to think where they were with this idea. You know, the first one did so well. It was, it was funny. It was like, I think it was like Grizzly. Before this, before the first Halloween came out, Grizzly, the original Grizzly movie, was the largest independent movie of all time. Then it was this, and then I think A Nightmare on Elm Street like took that crown. We got to think, Halloween 3, they do Season of the Witch. It's about a warlock, these masks that make kids' heads melt. And then they're like, we got to go back to the well, and we got to do it right. You got to think, we'll get your take and my take at the end of the movie, but how in, how much pressure to nail this movie because I, I guarantee if this movie was Halloween five and this was in the, in its place, I don't think they would have made another one after it. Well, you know, I, you know, I guess from what I've heard was he, Michael Myers is not in the third one. Correct. No, so not at all. It, it, right. So it, it became a dip. So I, I guess like, this is like the Michael Myers coming out of retirement kind of movie. Yes. And I guess like the fan and it's been how long between the third one and this one? 10 years. Okay. So 10, well, in well 10 years between 10 years between. All right. So here's the weird thing about this one. Just like the newer movies, like the newer ones yeah. basically say, forget to forget two through all of them, except our new one. This one, 
kind of ignores most of two, except the, uh, they ignore everything but the ending, sort of, I guess, because they all talk about the killings from 10 years before. So I guess they do count the set. I don't know. It makes no sense. But Okay. All right. So since we're talking on that, so this is, this is one of the main questions I have. So this is taking place 10 years after the events of number two, correct? Yeah. Which is all the same night. Yeah. 10 years later. Okay. All right. So my question is, I mean, I, I mean, we didn't even start the movie yet, but why is he still bandaged as if it, it just happened like the night before? Well, I guess because of the burns he might have. Because if you see Loomis's burns on his face in this movie, now that makes no sense. But how about that? This is the weird. This is a question which I know we didn't even start yet. But ten years later, the whole point of this movie is somehow. He finds out, and I don't know, honestly, maybe they didn't show that because Loomis says it later in the movie that he finds out that he has a niece, which Jamie is Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode's daughter. And he wakes up just because he found that out. So who told him that day? And and, we're not even at the movie yet. And and the questions I have. So again, why, why are they transferring him 10 years later? I don't even know where he's going. Is he going to jail? Like, where where were they taking him? He's going to a new facility, and they just happen to move him to Halloween. Wouldn't they learn from last time? All right, guys, we can move him. Like, can we just move him on St. Patrick's Day? Like, why is it always the day before Halloween? Always. Yeah, I I don't know. It's well, I guess it wouldn't be a movie if it wasn't. That would be true, right? <laughs> Somebody comes in, they're like, hey, how about we just like double chain him up or something? And they're like, the end. Credits roll. How, how come he's never in jail? I mean, in two movies, he's he's mass murdered how many people? Why is he still not in prison? Like a prison hospital. <laughs> he should be. Well, I get, maybe he is. I don't know. I love the guy. So to get right in the movie, oh, I okay. this is like the first Halloween that I think. Because the other one... I just watched the movies that made us on Netflix. The first one was shot in the spring. So they had like no leaves, the color changed. So I guess you don't notice that when you watch it, that everything's like growing when it should be dying. But this movie, the intro, it was shot in, saw, uh, shot out in Salt Lake city. And you just get the cool vibes, that eerie beginning. Like when you see Donald Pleasance's name in the intro, it's right next to that mailbox. With the skull on it, man, it just looks yep. gives you that cool vibe. No, I agree. It, the the beginning of just like the filming the farm, like it looked like a farmhouse, a farm area, and just you know scrolling around as you see the credits, it was very cool. You know, I I didn't know what to expect or where they were leading to, so uh, you know, it was I thought it was a very good start. And I think they did that intro. I guess you'd have to talk to like the producer or director. They like, I think wanted to let people know right away. Obviously there was trailers back then and commercials, but not as like easy, easily accessible, but the name of the movie, the return of Michael Myers and boom, we're going to, we're going to, we're not lying to you right in the first, within five seconds, it says Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. So they were like not messing around. What, what I did like though, is they didn't play the music yet. Oh, you know, like they, yes. and so like, I, I, I like the fact that they didn't play the music yet. And as cheesy as it was, I liked when they did play the music. Oh, it like, was that awesome. Was very cool. So yeah, I wrote this down. I'll talk about it now. So the guy was, I watched the behind the scenes on this movie, Alan Howarth. He worked on the first two with John Carpenter. Like 
he's credited with the score in the first two movies. So he called John and said, Hey, they want me to do this movie. Is that, is that okay? And John's like, sure. And he said, I only wanted to use the theme like when it mattered. And dude, the times that they use in this movie are like so perfect. It is like, I don't want to say it's jaws esque because there's sometimes that it's not as expected, but it gives you that feeling like, something's coming. I guess. So I guess it is sort of like Jaws or Debo. Did they amp? Did they amp? <laughs> or Debo. That's true. Did they, did they amp up the music a little bit? It seemed like it was amped up a little bit. Yeah. It was like, like energized. Little... Like, Oh my God. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's just get right yeah. into it. All right. So when they're at the sanitarium, <laughs> another character actor, I didn't look up his name. I should have. I'm sure I have it on my other sheet. The guy that plays the cop has been in a million things. I feel like, he was in a, a Seinfeld. He was in like a bunch of commercials, but he's like given the whole synopsis. He's basically just given the exposition of what happened in the last 10 years. And he like breaks down the whole movie, tells him everything about it. These doctors seem like they have no idea who Michael Myers is when they should know everything about him. Everything. Correct. Or, I mean, isn't that kind of like, because they, they given a lot of family. They even talk about the family. In, in this part, right? In the elevator. Yeah. Isn't that kind of private information? Not with that guy. That like, guy, that guy's dude, he probably sells cigarettes to the inmates. He does everything. He sneaks some cheeseburgers for a few bucks. He seems so shysty, but that's who has to work at those places. Oh. You're not getting like, yeah. you know, good, good old Joe next door. You're getting good old Joe who lives by the train tracks. That <laughs> sells beer to high school kids. But again, they're going there. They're now they're cops, right? So they're going there to get Michael uh, Michael Myers. Are they bringing him to jail now? No, they're doctors. They're like transferring him to another facility. Why? That facility doesn't need and, him anymore. And, and did you notice that? Like, I know he has he has bandages all over his face, like a mummy. There is no opening for like food or drink or anything like this. It's like, or breathing. Like there's like, usually like there's nothing like his, literally his face is covered all around. Well, I'm not a doctor and I don't, you're not a doctor, right? I'm not a doctor. Okay. So I don't know how he's eating because, uh, he should have, cause he's in a coma. Remember he's in a coma the last 10 years. So I don't know. Can they feed someone through like the veins? I always thought it had to be like a feeding tube. Yeah, but that's that's what I I would think. Not to mention, you would lose a little size. I mean, it's still a pretty you know. He looks like he's in pretty good shape still. That is true. Just think, when Steven Seagal was in a coma in the hospital in Arctic <laughs> he had to escape using a broom. Michael is Wait. walking within minutes. And so, we, should we assume he doesn't grow any facial hair? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's ten years. You're gonna tell me Michael Myers doesn't grow any facial hair at all? Holy shit! Wouldn't it be funny, like, if you had, like, some whiskers coming out of the... Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. Like, a huge beard. Like, uh, Tom Hanks castaway. Popping through the underneath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the the doctor that they talk to that's there. Which is a guy that... I There's a lot of characters in this movie... Well, I'll talk about what I love about the movie. And it's funny. The one thing I love about this movie at the same time, I not hate it, hate on it, but like this doctor who hates Loomis for some reason, because he's trashing with these other doctors. And he even says like a weird line. He's like, 
he's only his doctor by, he didn't say proxy, but it was almost like he just labeled his doctor, basically like calling Loomis like a phony. And he just says that he's Michael's doctor. What do you expect the guy to fucking do? The guy's in a coma for 10 years. What do you want to stand there? Check a chart. Well, not, not, not to mention why is he showing up 10, 10 years later? I, I feel like everybody hates Loomis. Like, I feel like every time he goes anywhere, like, no one's a real... Loomis is kind of a creepy guy. You know, he just... He, and not for nothing, it seems like every time Loomis shows up, there's always trouble. <laughs> well, he's following the trouble. He's trying to get there in time. But so one cool thing about this movie, Donald Pleasance wouldn't... He said he would do the movie, but he wouldn't officially sign until he read the script. And they said, if you ever watch the behind the scenes on this, it's free on YouTube. He, every person talks about him in such high regard. They said nobody screwed around when he was on set for the day. And he like nailed everything in one take. Dude, his performance in this movie, I know it's a horror movie. It is amazing. You know what? For an older guy, he goes through a lot. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I didn't see the second. I didn't see the second one, but you know, I saw some clips. And and considering what he goes through, this one, he's kind of superhuman himself. I mean, he should have been dead at least four times. Oh, dude, yes, in two movies, yeah, very early on. Well, at the end of the second one, he kind of is dead. The hospital explodes. He like flies. I thought he was dead in this one when the, with the explosion. He should have. Oh he no, have been I there. know. I know. I know, I know. So, so we talked about it already. So they're they're like transferring Michael for what reason? We have no idea. But like we talked about, this is the first time you hear the music was when they're bringing Michael out of the hospital. We got like this weird thing when the the female doctor was checking him, and the arm fell on the ground. It's like, all right, he's in a coma. Why would I think he's gonna do anything? And as soon as they go outside, the pouring rain. Of course, it's always raining. Day before Halloween. I I, I, I was going to say that. It, it rains a lot in this movie, and it's always at night. Like, it's like the night rained all the time. <laughs> and you hear that music hit? Dun, 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 like, fast. And just seeing them, like, get him into the ambulance real quick. So, funny thing is, this next scene that we're going to talk about was not in the movie. So, they basically didn't have a few scenes that we'll talk about. But this one... In the ambulance, the ambulance, uh, him like reviving, it was more of a, of the later scene when they find the ambulance in the water. They did test screenings really? and they said, we got to add more, more like blood and gore. Because if you think about it, there's no blood in this movie. Really? There's no blood. No, no. And a lot of the killings are done off screen. Yes. Yeah. The first Halloween. Yeah, that's what I mean. No like blood. It, that's why I think I was disappointed when I saw the first one because I'm so used to Friday the 13th, which is pretty much bloody everywhere, that this is like kind of tamer. I mean, it is now, tamer. With that being yeah. said, there are iconic deaths in this movie. Oh, yeah. No, totally. The old like Halloween and Tex Chainsaw Massacre is Tex Chainsaw Massacre. People talk about it. It's like, oh my God, that movie you shouldn't show to your kids, which obviously it's a horror movie, but. No blood in those movies either. So it's like, it's using your own imagination, I guess. I think with that one, it's a little different because that was based on a true story. So like they didn't need the blood. They already had the fear factor that this actually happened 
and I think and the and the grainy footage of that movie. So I think that movie is a different story. But I agree with this movie, um, or just in Halloween's in general. I don't know if it's a trope in all the Halloweens, or do they get bloodier as the movies go on? Oh, uh, well, they get bloodier. The third one was pretty bloody that we covered, Leatherface. So yeah, I guess that's the way it is. Get up the blood. No, no. Before I'm talking, we get to Halloween, part. not not. No, I mean, oh, Halloween. Halloween movies? Oh, no, they do get... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, they do. H2O is pretty bloody. I'm trying to think Halloween 5. I don't think we really saw much blood. Yeah, we didn't. That's what I'm saying. Well, H2O is the newer one, right? H2O is... Uh, it came out in 98. That was the one with Jamie Lee Curtis and Josh Hartnett at the school. And... Okay. Yeah. But no, even I'm thinking right. about the, All right, the iconic mind. kill with the guy with the metal rake, with the little rake in halloween five when michael hits him in the head yeah. there's no blood yeah. you just see it in his head and then he's dead on the ground yeah hmm. yeah that's weird no blood at all <laughs> here's a fun fact for all you folks listening around halloween the intro to tech chainsaw massacre is read by none other than john larroquette he was friends with toby hooper rumor has it that he paid him in two joints back in 1974 to read the intro before he was nothing in 74, Larroquette wasn't okay. in anything. You know, you know, I'm surprised they didn't use him for, like, Michael Myers. He's a tall guy. Like, he <laughs> probably could have, you know, with a mask, he probably could have done Michael Myers. I would love to if I had the time to just put him talking into some of the scenes where Michael's just looking at people. <laughs> but, yeah, so they had to add the scene in the ambulance because they're like, we just need something more. So that's why if you're watching this on video, I did the old, like, thumb when the guy, oh, that's the best. I, so he kills him. So unlike the the I guess you know the morgue or you know how did he die? He he died by thumb to brain. Thumb like, to like brain. What did he do? Thumb to brain. So basically, he killed him. So his thumb is that strong to just basically melt through the guy's skull. Like, <laughs> doesn't that seem like a little ridiculous? A little bit after a ten year coma, I would think, yeah. Well, I mean, because he struggles a lot of times with the little girl, like she kind of like, or even the girl driving it, like he struggles on, on certain things, but he's strong enough to push his thumb into someone's skull. <laughs> the rules, he it, it just, I, the rules are very picky when it comes to, I guess, the way he operates. But no, it's funny. People complain when you look at like reviews, like why is Roger Ebert like reviewing a horror movie? It's like, yeah, it's not believable. <laughs> All right. Well, of course it's not believable, but how else were you going to bring Michael Myers back? Like what? Have him go training. That's the only way to do it. He's is he, is he Jason? Like, is he like a zombie? Like Jason? See, no, he's not a zombie. I, I guess he, I don't know if he eats and shits, but he's not a zombie. He's just like possessed by Satan. Like Satan took over his body, which we could sort of see at the, the ending scene. Because he, he, he seems, he definitely seems smarter than Jason. Like, he's definitely craftier than Jason for some of the things he does. So, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, but he has superhuman strength. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. But Jason later started right. peeping like he does. Because Michael Myers no, peeps. well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely, <laughs> uh, I think, a trope. I think, you know, peeping is part of the job. You know, if you're going to be a killer with a mask, you got to be a peep or two. Yeah. Slasher in the 80s, you're peeping. So so then he kills that guy. Obviously, guess the the other, the female doctor doesn't make it. We don't see it. That's like an off-screen kill. 
And then we cut to Jamie, played by Daniel Harris, which I thought this was like her first like thing. This is her first big movie break, but she was on One Life to Live, I think, for a while, right around this part. I thought you watched that, no? Why would I watch that? Oh, you're more of a bold and beautiful guy. <laughs> no, I did watch Days of Our Lives. I got, I got grounded one summer, so I had, to, I had to stay home for the summer, so I watched Days of Our Lives with my mom. Nice. Like sands in the hourglass. Uh, so, so, wait, so, wait, quick question, because I was confused about this. So, does Jamie Lee Curtis die in the first two movies? No, they. she wouldn't come back, and they were like, okay, so we're going to have to just like let your character die. Because she said she wouldn't be associated at all. Obviously, 10 years later, that changes pretty quick. Right. So, they did the quick exposition about your parents died in a car accident. Oh, lame. It's like so quick, like... I knew about it, and then they did the line like really fast. I'm like, oh my god, that's how they're gonna do it. But did they do a throwback to Jamie LaCurtis by naming her daughter Jamie? They did, yeah. Her first name in the script, I think, was the writer. The writer that wrote this wrote this in 11 days because it was like in three weeks it was gonna be the writer strike. So this guy Alan, uh, who's her first, his first name, anyway. But he's written a bunch of stuff. If you look him up, like a bunch of action movies from the 90s. And yeah, so he wrote this in 11 days. So I think the first name was like Brittany, but they changed it to honor, which is pretty cool. It is cool, but I mean, not for nothing. There really isn't much of a plot to this movie. You know, I mean, it's, I I, I don't, I'm not surprised it's only 11 days to write this movie. Uh, Well, there's not a lot of plot, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like a lot of these, no horror movies have like, it's always like, you know, slasher going after Everyone, pretty much. But his goal is obviously to kill Jamie. So here's a part that I want to ask you about. Because there's a few parts in this movie that while you're watching it, you're thinking it's one thing. And then, like, as soon as the scene's over, you're like, okay, I know what it is. But I don't understand this part. So she's sitting there crying on her. Jamie's crying on the couch looking out the window. And an ambulance is sitting outside. So is he really there? No, well. There was an, so you know what? I don't even think I noticed the ambulance there. Okay, well, no, no, I'm telling you now. There was an ambulance. It was like one of those, she's looking, she doesn't really see it. You just see her looking. Rachel comes in, which, so that actress, Ellie, is so amazing. At the same time, she auditioned to play uh, Tuesday Night's role in Dream Master. And she got this. So, yeah. It worked out for her. Oh, this role is awesome. She's in and, you know, you know what? This is again another movie where the parents are total jerks in this movie. You yeah, know, we're, we're, and we're coming close to the scene, uh, but no, I didn't know. I didn't notice there was an ambulance there. Yeah, so, so it's like one of those. She, we don't really. She doesn't see it. Jamie doesn't see it. Rachel comes in because she hears her crying, and then it's gone. And then flash forward in a few scenes, the ambulance is in a lake, way far away from Haddonfield. Well, how do you know? It's, how do you know it's far away? Uh, it's three hours. That was the whole thing when he's there, when he's at that lake, uh, Loomis, in the later scene, they go, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Haddonfield. And it's three hours. That's why it was like such a big deal. So I don't know. Was Michael really oh. there? And then he goes, oh, fuck, uh, I got to dump this ambulance three hours away. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, obviously, I think that's like a like a kind of a flash forward of uh, seeing the ambulance drive by the house. You know, knowing that Michael Myers is just, you know, I don't know, in the background, I guess. Because, I, I mean, I didn't notice it, so it couldn't have been that big of a scene. 
No, it wasn't. It was just like uh, her looking out the window. They zoomed in in the pain. You saw the ambulance. And then I'm like, why would he, if he's already there, his goal is to kill her. Why would he drive three know. hours back and then dump the car? Well, yeah, wait, wait, and that was after the, so wait, you know, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even think about this. So he, he's driving the ambulance yeah, and then crashes it into the water himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he didn't drive for 10 years, <laughs> so he might've been a little, he might've been a little rusty with the driving. He might've been, but he was already outside her house. I, well, I, yeah, but he didn't know that. How do you know that's her house? He was at the, you know, don't forget she got adopted. But it was in Haddonfield, so she gets happens to get adopted in Haddonfield, the town that he's from. How does he know? He knows somehow. I I don't think he knows. I think I I think he overhears a conversation later on. I don't think he knows. <laughs> he's sitting there at the diner I, having coffee and. <laughs> and I, but him crashing the ambulance. Now, now that you make me, I honestly did not think about it. I'm still thinking like he was killing them and they crashed as he killed them. But they're already dead. So he crashed the ambulance himself. Yeah. Maybe to make it... I, I don't know what... Uh, maybe the only thing he could have done is have them off his tail, but they know where he's going. Loomis knows he's going to Haddonfield. So to me, that makes absolutely he's no sense. He's that crafty. He's that crafty. That he's, <laughs> he's, he's setting it up to make it look like it was an accident. I, know. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I mean. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So then, so then Jamie goes into her closet and she's looking at a shoebox. We see Lori, Lori Strode, and then Michael's in the room. So she's having like, so that to me is like her just having visions of him there because he's not really in the room. For for me, that makes more sense that that's a vision. But why would she envision the exact ambulance that he's in? Okay, so let me ask you this: Was she in the second movie? No, no, she's only okay. So how does she know what Michael Myers looks like old? with the? How does how, how does she have such vivid memories of what Michael Myers looks like? Exactly. If she's never really seen him. Yeah, there's no photos at all. Well, she probably no has photo. to know what he looks like because we'll get to a scene later that I have a clip for. Is no, because people just like in the fifth one, people like act like this is a joke. People got murdered in this small town, and. Hey, you know what? Let's let's dress up like him and like mess with the cops. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't a lot of like her identity kind of been like under like in, like a, a private file? Like you know, like you know, let's not bring her identity out of here. Like connected to Michael. Like you know, he's, she was a young kid. Like I I feel like there's too much information out there for on her. The system's broken. Because I mean, the kids, all, all the kids in school the kids were saying, know about "Uncle, it. yeah, yeah." That's what I mean. Everybody knows about there's it. There's no reason. Yeah. There's no, well, what they shouldn't, they shouldn't. And why, why is she in the same town? I get it. Maybe the, oh. Jay, uh, uh, Rachel's parents like knew no other Lori? family. I don't know, man. Somebody. Wait, so please. Rachel's not even, she's not even related to them, right? She was what, a babysitter. No, Rachel. Was that's her, her parents. Rachel. That's her parents. No, no, I, no, that I know. How? How? Why did they adopt Jamie? Like, oh, I have related? no idea. They really didn't mention of it. As I say, so we don't even know why she's even in that house. Same town. They're just like, hey, do you want to take her? Sure. She has this crazy uncle. Ah, okay. oh, that's fine. I have a crazy uncle too. He snores all the time. No, not that crazy. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, so then we have Jamie having that vivid 
like nightmare. She's getting pulled under the bed. There's a cool behind the scenes story. The guy, there's two guys that played Michael, this guy, George Wilbur, who's like a stuntman and like a bunch of stuff. He said that he didn't want to scare her. So in between takes, like as soon as they cut, he would take the mask off and be like, Hey, what's going on, Danielle? And then, all right, we're just going to be playing. Okay. You're just going to, that would be frightening. You she was, know. Uh, she, you know what? You're right. I mean, for her age, I mean, she, she was pretty young, but I think she did an incredible job for a young girl. Like she, she played it great. Like she played fear very well. Yeah. I gotta say, I love this movie so much more than five, but her performance in five to have a kid that young playing like a mute and then right. her changing character. No, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So then Rachel is this the part you're talking about that she had stuck having a babysit? Okay. So the father, okay. First of all, his tie goes into the, the coffee, right? <laughs> first of all, his, his tie, his tie isn't even on. Like, it's like, it's like all disheveled. Like he look, you know, he's going to work. His, he, he literally dips his tie in the coffee <laughs> and yells at his wife about it. He blame, like almost like blames his wife. Like, what is she supposed to do? Like, he's definitely, uh, I mean, they don't show it, but I think he's a little uh, abusive, aggressive. Okay, abusive. I would say that, you know, and 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 I think both of them are pretty shitty parenting because they're going out where, what's her name, Rachel or Rachel? Yeah, Rachel. So she's she's got this big plans with her boyfriend. They're making her stay home while they go out. How is that fair? Well, it's not fair, but let's like I don't know if like Rachel is trying to move too fast. Because I don't know if they're really boyfriend and girlfriend. Because her friend in the car, which she makes it seem like, oh, why don't you actually like tell Brady how you feel? And I'm like, wait, is this like a first date or a second date? Because it their whole dynamic and Brady's a dick. We'll yeah, get to that. What was it? Well, yeah, but wasn't she like kind of talking about getting engaged? Well, yeah, she I was. That's yeah. Sure. So, she was. Yeah. She was. So like. But okay, but so so, and then the father goes when when she's talking and and Jamie overhears them, she runs away, and then the father's like, "Nice going." Like blamed like Rachel. How about the father staying home? Like like this girl. How long? How long was this? Was it ten months or how long she been living there? Or no, it's ten years. Oh, uh, we don't know how long. Why? Like Lori Shiro died. Okay. They didn't really mention when she died, but maybe I guess probably a okay. few years. So this girl is obviously troubled. You know she's. Why are they putting all this pressure on this high school student? Exactly. Is she in high school or is she in college? She's in high school, yeah. Okay. So why are they putting all the pressure on her? Because they're terrible parents. They're like, I want to go get blitzed on Halloween. You stay yeah. here. And and knowing it is Halloween, they're going to go out knowing this is, this is the holiday that's completely traumatized this girl. But let's go out anyway. Yeah. 10 Selfish. years. This Selfish. isn't 20, 30 years like some old book, like old story from a hundred years ago, 10 years ago, these people were probably in the town. Like, come so, on. Okay. So then, you know, well, maybe they said, listen, we've been home for nine years. At Halloween. <laughs> it's 10 years. Now we're going out. <laughs> we waited 10 years for this. <laughs> but yeah. So then Rachel, she goes, she makes up with, Jamie and she says I'm so sorry I don't mind how about we go trick or treating and then she's like no I don't want to go trick or treating and then boom Loomis the next scene the just seeing him for the first time is just it's iconic really like this role you think of all of his roles he's ever done you know 
Dr. No. I can't think of it with Steve McQueen, the great escape, like all these epic yep, roles yep. he's played over the years. This movie is so iconic. And just his attitude towards that dickhead doctor that we saw earlier. And the guy's like almost basically swallowing his tongue. Cause he knows he's screwed up. Well, Loomis has the same expression, the entire movie. Yeah. Like he really like, you know, he, he's almost like, he's almost like a, a Van Helsing to Dracula to like, this is like Michael is his, his trophy. And he's like Quint and Jaws. Like this yeah. is the, this is the one that, this is the one that escaped. And this is like his, his, cause he's, it's like they need each other. It's like they feed on each other kind of thing. Yeah. Can you believe Peter Cushing almost played? He got offered the role in the first one and he turned it down. It wouldn't have been the same. I know. I think Loomis, uh, he nails it. Uh, but there is a question in this scene that I have. So the doctor, you know, obviously, you know, Loomis is telling him that the seriousness of the situation, you know, doctor's being very carefree until he gets that phone call. That there was a there was a situation. Loomis does not give it five seconds before he walks away. How does Loomis know where to go? Oh, where where to go? Where the ambulance is in the lake? I don't know about yes. that, but I love the guy. Like everything's gonna be fine, Doctor Loomis, and he answers the phone. And he's like seconds late. What? It's not even seconds that the phone rang. <laughs> everything's gonna be fine. Ring. It's like seconds. Oh, and I see. the minute I, he, mm-hmm. yeah, I see Loomis did not give it five seconds. He walked away. <laughs> he didn't even let him say like, holy shit, the ambulance that was taking in Michael Myers, it crashed Nothing. in the lake and we can't find him and everybody's dead. He, he knows no information whatsoever yet. He knows it's Michael Myers and he knows exactly where to go. Yeah. <laughs> Although he has trouble getting there. Well, that's the next oh, no. scene. Oh, that's a later on. Okay, that's no, after, right. That's, yeah. yeah, that's right. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so Loomis right away, he shows up. He's talking to like the state troopers. You see the blood on the outside of the ambulance. And then he's the first one to like wade into the water, open it up. And he's like, Sheriff, Michael, Meyer, Michael Myers has escaped. Check the area. Oh, no. And then the guy, the sheriff on his radio goes, check the area. We have an escaped guy. And he goes, I know exactly where he's going. And then he just like starts walking into his car, drives, and dude. Okay, Loomis has access. Okay, okay. So Loomis carries a gun, has access to go wherever he wants. What? He, he, what is he? A psychi- isn't he a psychiatrist or something? He's Superman. <laughs> uh, he is Superman. I mean, you know, he definitely is invincible because he doesn't die. Yeah. But he's a psych- he's a psychiatrist, right? He's Michael yeah. Myers' That's psychiatrist. Right. Okay. So how is he able to go to every single crime scene every and, and carry a loaded gun? Well, exactly. To be, to be fair. Yeah. To be fair. Everybody in this movie is allowed to carry a gun and do whatever they want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, does he has, does he have other patients? Like while he's doing this whole charade, does he have like Gary waiting in the waiting room to like talk about his feelings? Cause you know, who pays that, him? That'd be great. If he had, he actually started like a, a session with Gary and then he go, he got a quick phone call and he goes, all right, Gary, I'll be right back. And Gary's still laying on the couch and like <laughs> sleeves. The end of the movie post credit scene, Gary's laying there with a teddy bear. Checking his watch. And Loomis walks in. <laughs> oh my God, you're here. You said you'd be right back. <laughs> so then we get Loomis. Well, first, first we see Michael. He's at the gas station. He makes quick work of the 
mechanic that's under the car, which that scene they had really bloody. They didn't even shoot it. They had it written as like him taking the metal pole and like put it in the guy's mouth. But you know, just real quick, takes him out. Okay. All right. So, all right. So we need to, we need to dive into this because this is, this is a question that's been burning on my mind for every Halloween. Okay. Does he only kill mechanics? Oh, I, I it's funny. <laughs> okay. okay. So does he have something against mechanics? Ooh, maybe, and, his, maybe his dad was a mechanic. Okay. Every mechanic is the same size. I mean, I, I, I would say like most mechanics are either fat, you know, like, you know, short and fat or like, you know, small, like rarely. I mean, Michael Myers is a pretty big guy. Rarely do you see a big mechanic like that, but somehow he finds a big mechanic every place it goes to. Wait, maybe that's why, maybe that's why when he had the ambulance, he checked all the gas stations and all the other guys weren't his size, like the three little bears. Now is the only gas station that had a guy that was the same height and weight. This is also, there's only one person mechanic working there the entire time. And, and and you see this a lot through the whole movie. There's always one person. One person at the electricity place, you know, the power plant. There's only one person here. Like, it's only one person working. Gary called out. He was waiting for Mr. <laughs> Dr. Loomis. <laughs> so Gary that's waiting on the couch is supposed to be, <laughs> he's late. He's supposed to be pumping gas. <laughs> Well, that gas station didn't even look like from the outside. It looked like it shouldn't even be. It looked in business. It looked it looked abandoned. Yeah, I mean, considering the car that was in there, it looked like a 1920s, you know, gangster car, like <laughs> a, like that old school, you know, jalopy, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then we get Loomis. He arrives to buy gas. Nobody's in there, and again, that road must have been like a pretty busy highway because it was a gas uh, okay. station slash luncheonette. Oh, and wait, it there was, was like, somebody it, else there. The waitress. When the, Loomis walks in, he goes, try oh. to buy some gas. And then you see this waitress dead on the ground. So did she not hear the guy scream in the other room? Or did he kill her first? Maybe she's deaf. Maybe she is deaf. <laughs> but, okay, so this, this gas station slash diner looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. This is the This is the only gas station in town? So that Loomis happens to go to the same one that Michael Myers is in. It's the only gas station slash diner. <laughs> it's the only place to eat and get gas. <laughs> okay. And, you know, okay. So you had a waitress there. Okay. Let's just say there, there, you know, obviously it's a diner. There wasn't one other car. You're going to tell me they had no customers at the, at the restaurant. No, I guess not. There's no, there's no cook. So the wait, okay. So the waitress is working there. Where, where's the chef? That is true. They should have showed like a dead chef or something. So, so she's basically the waitress, and then she takes your order, but then she has to run in the back and cook, cook it. And she pumps the gas when Gary's out. When Gary's out, she's the one who does it all. Why does my food taste like gasoline? <laughs> oh, that Gary. Do <laughs> you imagine if that that was Gary pumps gas and he flips burgers? Do you think that the waitress takes off her uniform, throws on a, you know, a, a guest attendee, you know, outfit, and then throws the cook, the chef's outfit on when she goes in there and just moves around? Yeah, she has like three personalities, <laughs> different names, different like accents. And and would you eat at a place that's the gas? The gas station is right no. basically attached to it. Like no, almost. 
<laughs> gross. I mean, you don't even want to go near the bathroom, let alone eat. That's going to be there. Like, you know, the bathroom at the gas station is usually horrid. Oh. So you're going to eat. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get Loomis. He He's in there. He sees the dead waitress and he finds the guy wrapped in chains, the guy that Michael killed. And then, oh, no, there's a couple guys dead. There's another guy that's dead on like a desk or something because we have a guy that's wrapped in chains and then we have the waitress. So it was just off screen kills that we didn't see. They did that a lot. It was, it, was it a small budget that they couldn't show all this. The kills, budget or? was five million, but they probably just, again, for you to use your own imagination. I think this movie, that's the thing I was saying earlier. Like it's something I love about it and hate it at the same time. I love that. There's not as many kills that you see. I don't know why it just like makes it when it does happen. It's like more of a moment rather than like, I really enjoyed Halloween kills, but it's just like kill after kill after kill, which is cool. Special effects are great. But like in this one, it's like very rare that you see it. I think that's pretty cool. Well, I think in this one, he's, he's almost like a, like, like a very crafty, like killer. Like, you know, he's not like, he just not like to go around slashing. He's like, Everything is very creative. First, first of all, I thought the guy, the mechanic, was going to die by hook. Because they show you that dangling big hook that was there. I thought he was definitely going to die in that. Yeah. And it wasn't used. <laughs> they tricked you. They did trick you. He, he just is wrapped in chains. So then you see Michael already in the mechanic jumpsuit coveralls. And you see like that cool shot of like the pull in on him. And he's just standing there with the bandages on his face still. Okay, hold on now. Okay, so he's wearing the same jumpsuit that he just stabbed the guy with? Was the guy wearing it while he was under the cart? Probably. He was. Okay. So, one, Michael Myers stabbed him with this pole. Blood, I'm sure. There's nothing on that jumpsuit that Michael Myers... Not to mention, he, he's such... Again, Michael Myers is like a zombie or, you know, possessed. I can't imagine him, like... You know, undressing a mechanic to put the clothes on. <laughs> Do you imagine? Right? That like, scene? Wouldn't that be weird? I would say, wouldn't that be weird? Like, you know, he, he he's like a he's a monster, but he could take his time to slowly take this guy's clothes off so he can put it on. And why does he have to put it on? Like, why, why can't he wear what he's wearing now? Like, why does he have to wear mechanic's clothes? It's part of his style, man. No, you had to like the scene of him trying to take the boot off. And the guy double knotted <laughs> it, so he's like, that's it. That's saws, what I was saying. I wrote that down. Saws like, the leg off. <laughs> But is it is it maybe he wants to protect his clothes from the blood, so he maybe. figures he likes the clothes that he wears. Okay, all right. <laughs> maybe it was Gary's. Maybe it was more Gary's that was in his cubby. This poor Gary. <laughs> this Gary. Every Gary is Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I love this whole scene, man. I love that he's like when he when Loomis is looking at him and just the mood gets like real mellow. And his like little speech was so great. He's like, let me kill you. Leave those people in Haddonfield to peace. And he just starts firing at the guy, firing at him. And they did like, boom, he's not there. Loomis goes outside, looks around. And then Michael flies through with the tow truck. Where'd he find the keys? <laughs> Michael, Michael, I, I, this, this is, <laughs> I Okay, first of all, did you see how Loomis dove? He's <laughs> like not that a, agile. He dove over dumpsters, it looked oh. like. 
That was like professional stuntman. Like that was like Without Loomis at twenty. Yeah, and Loomis looks like he's in his seventies, you know, 60s, 60s, 70s, like late sixties, let's say. You know, and Michael Myers, he he again. I know we discussed him driving. It's been ten years. He's able to drive. He's able to walk and run. I, I feel like he's more human than than monster. Like no, he, yeah, he seems like, a, and he drives and, pretty and good. Walk- you got to think he's driving through a garage, getting shot at, and he stays on the right side of the road. He's not even like peeling out or anything. And he knows exactly where to go. How does he know? How does he know where to go? <laughs> it's not like Haddonfield's like New York City or a major like anything. So I don't think Haddonfield's on the map. It seems very small. But I don't know. It's like it's the Satan so you, in him. So you, okay. So you're telling me that Michael Myers, okay, he is three hours away. So you're gonna tell me Michael Myers, as he's driving, is looking at the map at the same time? <laughs> I would love that. Like, can you see? <laughs> stop it or at like stop gas it station, asking yeah. for directions. <laughs> just, just like murmuring because he doesn't talk, like mumbling. And, and how come Michael Myers never kills Loomis? Like, does he have like a soft spot for him? I think you just said it. I, I think you said it best. It's like the villain and the hero. They need, they, they need, each, they other. need each other. Okay. So that's why he like right. lasted so long. And the only reason he was like out of the sixth movie was he was like getting old. So they were like, right. going to like get rid of him. But other than that, he probably okay. would have been there forever. He's also a bad shot with the gun. I mean, he runs around with a gun this whole movie, but he's not good with it. He's not good at all. No, <laughs> but again, the choice of when to play the music, like right there, perfect. As soon as he goes through, you hear like the really up tempo, the you know, Halloween theme music, and then we talked about this earlier about the freaking bullies at that school, the oh. kids bullying on Halloween, Jamie, and who the balls on that girl who's dressed like a penguin, <laughs> like she looks like the penguin that was on those. TV dinners back in the day. I don't even know what brand that was, but that's what she looked like. A penguin, and she's like, Uncle Boogeyman? Jamie should be like, all right, listen here, bitch. Like, you're not anyone. They they were vicious. They were, like, beyond... I mean, usually you see bullies in high school. This is, like, what, fourth grade? Oh, like yeah, if that. I mean, to do... So, I mean, to be the bullies... Right, so if that. To talk about that, like, and and the tease like that was unbelievable. Like, it, like I can't imagine kids really being that bad. Like that was they were vicious. That was really they were like they were like serial killers in the making. Yeah, it was almost like again because this is a small town. She's in the same town. Maybe like their parents were affected by all the shit that happened, and maybe they know that hey, Michael came back for Lori all those years ago. So why would we have somebody else that he might... I have no idea. But no, they're disgusting. And then she runs out. She's crying by a tree. Rachel happens to pull up with her friend. So this is what kind of like what I was talking about. So we meet this character, this girl. She has a few lines like Rachel's friend. Like, oh, you should go trick-or-treating. Because then Jamie wants to go. Because all the kids that bullied her were all dressed up. She's like, oh, you should go to Vincent Drugs. Which is... Uh, and she's like, oh, Brady's working. She's like, oh, just go anyway. And I'm like, this girl's going to be in this movie. We never see her again. Is she the friend from this, the fifth movie? No, no, no. Not she... a new friend in that okay. movie, yeah. Oh, because she seems like the same kind of, like, you know, character. Sort of. She, This girl, like, she looks like a spinning image of the girl that's in, like, Friday the 13th Part 7. Same look to the face. And I'm like, 
oh, she's going to die. No, she's gone. And nothing gone. Yeah. In seconds. And this drugstore that when we get to it, Vincent drugs, I know for a fact, this has been a trillion movies, but one movie I could think of Sandlot like this downtown area. I, I don't know if Sandlot filmed or I don't know if this was in Salt Lake or this is a back lot like the Vincent drugs, but yeah, that's Sandlot where they go and get the baseball. Yeah. 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 And they're at the discard, the discount mark where Brady, who I got to say, Sasha Jensen, who plays Brady, he is in, I have a lot of favorite movies. My wife hates it, but I'm telling you three of my favorite movies, this movie, Buffy, the vampire slayer, Days confused. He is in three epic movies. Like to me, epic movies. Who did he play? Was he one of the the bullies? Yes, like the, he was the, the fucking wacko. Okay, yeah. He was the wacko with the paddle. He was one of the crazier yeah, yeah. ones. He was the one that got the kid to go buy the beer. He's like, oh, it's okay. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. him. Iconic. So then we get Kelly Meeker. And we get the buddies. This is what I'm... Like, so we get Wade. And we get his other buddy. I'm like, they're going to be in the movie later. No, they're gone. We don't see them ever again. <laughs> and even though it's so, so you, short... really. Well, I would say there's really like five characters in this whole movie. Exactly. You know, like, like important. And it, 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 which is amazing because, I mean, you know, there are a lot of deaths, like you said, but a lot of it is off screen. So it's like, you know, you're really invested in only like five characters. That's true. Maybe they did that purposeful. That's what I like about it in a way. But in the same sense, I'm like, oh, it'd be more. But then you couldn't, I guess, add it with so many well you know what i think i think what what it does is because there aren't a lot of killings um on screen when they do the killings that are so iconic like the thumb or you know we'll get to the the shotgun later but it makes those kills that much better you know um and i think that's what they were aiming for so you could focus on like the big kills that are happening and don't worry about the other ones hell yeah and then we see the lovely kathleen kinmon as kelly oh. meeker and i didn't even want to i don't even want to i said it earlier when we were starting the episode but it's like only fitting to have her voice when wade walks up trying to pick her up fuck off wade so great <laughs> how much older is she like than them because she seems older than them like are they in the same grade like she's supposed to be in their grade I think she's supposed to be in high school. She's young there. In real life, she's pretty young. Yeah, I, I, but, well, she, she looks great there. And so, like, so she just looks like she looks older, you know? So I, I thought she was, like, a college student compared, like, and that's why, like, she has no set, no time for these guys. <laughs> I guess because it's, like, how I look at it. the whole small town thing is if your dad is, like, the mayor or the preacher or... Cop. <laughs> cop or anything like that. You, you don't want to like mess with that person's daughter. So I right. guess that is it, you know? <laughs> well, he was also dorky. I mean, he definitely was dorky. So, you know, Wade. No, I know, but that line's so great, man. So then oh, we have awesome. Jamie's in there. She's looking for costumes. And I love this part because again, it was like the whole background thing. It just looks so cool. Just like, while she's looking for these costumes. You see the Myers mask, just like, sitting there yeah and well that that was a question i had so they i i don't maybe you remember how did he originally get the mask like why did why like do you remember how he started wearing a mask that's a great question i think it was in a store in the first movie 
I'm pretty so sure that's what it was. So what do you think they would stop selling it? Like, what do you think they would stop selling that mask? Well, you would think, but then people are making a lot of money off it because it's probably popular, and there's only one left on the shelves. But all those other masks are so cool because the one with the eyeballs, oh. I forgot what movie yeah. that's from, but that's from like a movie from like the 60s and 70s with the multiple eyeballs on the brown creature. No, all those masks are very cool. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I just I was just wondering why. I think it would have been great if Jamie decided to pick that mask. Ooh. Could you imagine that? And she walked like, around with hey, the mask movie. that's mine. <laughs> I had it first. Can I talk to the manager? <laughs> but but then she chooses the clown costume, which is the you know the iconic one that Michael wears when he's a kid and he murders his sister back in I think 60, 1963 or sixty five. But man, so Brady is a dick. Like really, he is. I think he's a monster. Like this whole scene. Yeah, there were so many scenes in this movie, and like this one, I just couldn't. So, and Rachel's not the best too. We'll get into some of her mistakes and pitfalls that she makes. But in the middle of the store, they're friends. I know. I, I I said that. Yeah, they're they're making out after, and she said, "I got to talk to you about Jamie or something like that," like because she had to cancel. And before she told him, that's what happened. Ridiculous. Yeah, they make that made out, and just his reaction to this whole thing, he's like, I know. "Oh." You found out this morning and you didn't tell me right away? Like, geez, it's like, all right, there's no freaking cell phones. Maybe they didn't see each other. Well, maybe he had this big uh, big date going on. Maybe he set up a lot of things. Maybe he can't get his money back at reservations. Well, I don't know. If you notice, within seconds, he's checking out Kelly Meeker while she's putting the whatever bottles those are. I don't know. Is that like aftershave or something? The, well, it looks like that How long is she alcohol. putting those away? She's, she's been standing there. And she's been standing there doing it for how long? And they were, or, and everything's already on the on the on the on the shelves. There's nothing. There's no space on the shelves. So when she told Wade to to, to leave, she still had the same bottles in her hand. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh shit! That's so awesome. It's true, and it's funny that line. The director, like the other line, was supposed to be something else. And Dwight Little, the director, said, "Hey, hey, Kathleen, can you say?" fuck off Wade and she's like alright and it's cool if you watch it, it it changes the focus from her to Wade when he's like cowering away and she smirks she like loses it for a second like oh my god I can't believe I just said that so <laughs> so again now she she puts on the costume right she's putting she's trying it on in the store yes. Jamie she yes, looks in yes. the mirror she sees Michael putting the mask on and then like I talked about it before this is one of those scenes you're like, oh my God, is he really there? Even though we saw the mask move. And I thought this was cool. The the She falls into the mirror. Glass goes everywhere. Everybody runs over. And you're like, holy shit, he's gone. No. This is the second time, though, it fooled me. Because I, I got fooled in the bedroom, too. You know, when he was grabbing her uh, grabbing her under the bed. So um, I... I I, I wasn't sure what what's a dream, what's not a dream, because I mean they're they're clearly making it that Jamie has major issues. But she sees like him; anything. he's really there. This time he's really there because they no, show I the know, reflection in but, the glass. Right. No, that's what I mean. So like, I didn't know. Like, I'm now I'm fooled. Like, oh yeah, it's only yeah. a dream. Like the first time I'm like, oh no, he's really there. No, it's a dream. So now I'm like, no, it's a dream. Now he's really there. So like, I, as a, a viewer, never seen the movie, I had no idea what was going to be a dream and what was going to be real. So I've been to a lot of drugstores in my life. The shelves in drugstore on the aisles, not that tall. 
Michael Myers is like an NBA player and no one sees him in the store. No one. Not to mention he's, he's wearing a mask. How does he leave? And I'm assuming, what I'm assuming he walked through the front door with all those bandages on his face. No one saw that. Maybe they thought it was Halloween. He was playing the invisible man. Well, it's, was it Halloween yet? It's Halloween already. Yeah, it's trick or treating. Oh, okay. Like in a couple hours, she goes. But no, he had to go in there and he yeah, had no. to leave. Yeah. He had to leave. And the, the doors back then have like the beep where every time you open a door, you know the little doorbell goes off. <laughs> I would think so, or a bell at least something. Or something. Had... They definitely had a bell back then. Maybe he thought of it. He snipped the bell, or he taped it, or something. I don't know. <laughs> So then we get, oh, we talked about this earlier a little bit, the Loomis hitchhiking. That was funny. He has such a bad limp, too. How far did he walk? Like, <laughs> I don't know how far he made it. And then, and then, and then, and the car cheerleaders. Oh. I mean, like, it wasn't necessary, but it was so funny. Oh, I love like, it. Like, you know, and eat my dust. Is that, is that where, is that where that term comes from? Oh. Doing that to somebody? I guess so. Yeah. Eat right. my dust. Yeah, Burn I was out? like, you know, you hear that, but I wonder if that's where it came from, like doing that to somebody. <laughs> like, who was the first person to ever think of that? <laughs> but maybe like uh, Henry Henry Ford. He was going 50 miles an hour. Some dust went up in some guy's face. But... Have you ever done that to someone? Burning it out. I get cars that bear. I drive like an old woman. I, I, I drive like a grandma. I go two over cruise control and I'm chilled. That's all I need. I don't need no fuzz on me. So, uh, the next fuzz, the fuzz, what? Who says fuzz? I, I just said fuzz. What is this? 1950? The five Oh, five Oh. All right. So how, fuzz. how much did you love this? The, the character actor that picks him up. The guy from the wedding singer, right? And I should know his name. Pee wee. He's the homeless guy that throws Pee-wee off the train. <laughs> Jimmy oh, crack corn and yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he so he he basically plays like a loony in every movie. Oh yeah, he's, he's he, a guy I he's really guy that, should know his name. He's like a legendary character. He's a tons. But but the funny thing is though he looked old here, and he and he was in a wedding singer and he looked old. Like you're know, like this guy looks like he's looks old for forever. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, age. He just has that. He look. stays. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't age. age. Once he hits sixty five, he doesn't age. <laughs> he hits sixty five and it froze. Is he still alive? Could <laughs> you imagine? And he looks the same. <laughs> so That'd I love. Amazing. I I love because he's pr- probably been an actor forever. I really don't know when he started, so I really only remember him older. But I could see him being in like old westerns like younger (laughs) but it was cool like seeing him and donald pleasant's like interact because it was funny when he's like car trouble and he's like i guess you can call it that like because my car just exploded how quickly would you want to get out of that car though after like sitting with him and hearing him talk and and what he i would would say all right you know this is good you drop me off right here (laughs) 
Like I, I, I wouldn't stay that long in the car with him. He, he, he doesn't seem stable. Would you get past that? He said he's been chasing something for 30 years and it's in this direction. Or once he pulled the bottle of liquor out <laughs> and they're both drinking it. But again, this is the eight, this is the eighties, right? So that's okay. <laughs> no rules, but they kind of have the same goal. I know Donald Pleasance is, is only, I don't know, 25 years. I don't know how long he's been working with Michael, but since he was younger, but were they ch- he wasn't talking about Michael Myers, right? So, like, what was he chasing? So, well, he just said he was a priest. He was a preacher. So no, he I was know, saying I know, Satan. No, I know that. No, I know, but I'm saying he was saying he was chasing like a like evil. So they're kind of like doing the is same he, thing. Is he ch- is he chasing the same evil that's possessed Michael Myers? Oh, I don't know. But he but he, he's another character that you don't see again. I know. Like it's it's almost like this movie has a bunch of cameos, you know, sort and then of. They, they're, they're then they're done. Yeah, because you can have like again. I I think it again. I love this movie, and in the same sense, it might have worked adding the little kills like the girl in the car, Wade if he died, or even the priest. What if the preacher drops off Loomis yeah. at the police station and Michael's right yeah. there, kills him real yeah. quick or something, and then at the end of the movie, the final scene yeah. wherever they're at. All these characters that we haven't seen are stacked up that, or something. I don't know. No, I agree. But Loomis, how about how about Loomis, man? This freaking guy. Oh, first we get oh my gosh, dude. How about Jamie's parents? They leave and oh. Michael's peeping outside the house. He's peeping on Rachel. And then Okay. Neighbors are never around in this movie. Except for the, the, the when they're trick-or-treating a little bit. You see a couple. But outside of that, between hearing screams, running, or, or even pe- like seeing a peep. Now, this seems like a very small town where neighbors are probably extremely nosy. I doubt anybody could get away with being a peeping Tom. Oh, exactly. I think you said it best. There's no neighbors. Like, we see trick-or-treaters. And then there's one point. It's a ghost town. Where, what side of it's town are they in? <laughs> Correct. No, and, and again, it's Halloween. So how is it? How does it become a ghost town? Or they're all at the party that the, the you know the Crothers went to. One party, every all the adults went and let their kids to, you know, to face the boogeyman. It seems that way. Well, what do they call him? Is he's not the boogeyman? What do they call him? Um, well, they call him Michael the shape. Have a name, the shape. Okay, now, why is that? Cause he's just, he, that's all he is a shape, I guess. I've no, I never knew that really. And I love these movies and I saw it somewhere. It was written and I'm like the shape and in the books, like the novelizations. And I'm like, I don't get it, but I guess I don't know. These, these are based on books. Halloween. No, no, they're not. They were based on like a script that was put together. Like you got to watch the movies that made us on Netflix. It's really good for this movie. It's like a great one. I watched the, I watched Friday the 13th one. So I got to hit Halloween. Yeah. So I, <laughs> dude, so then they go in the house. Uh, they leave to go trick or treating Rachel and Jamie after Michael's peeping outside. When they leave, Michael goes in the house and right away, he knows exactly what bedroom to go into. He finds a photo of, of Lori and even finds a photo of himself as a kid. Yeah, he he knows way too much information without getting any information. Yeah, really. I mean, it's it's. But you know, it, it, there seems to be a connection. Obviously, it's a connection with Jamie, but I feel like there's a connection with Loomis also. And I think I feel like they're just just. I don't know if it's a again, maybe it's an energy possessing thing, but 
he 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 knows exactly where to go at all times. Oh, all times. And maybe yeah, yeah. and maybe exactly. because the, the the energy has with Jamie is maybe that's how he's able to do it. Like twins, you know how twins can feel. Like no, yeah. Maybe that's something. No, that makes sense that he can like feel where she's at. So how about again? This isn't like making fun of cops, but in movies they always have like the doofy cop. So when oh. Loomis shows up and he asks for Sheriff Brackett, who's in the first one, the second one, and he was actually in the newest movie, and he was one of the guys in Grizzly Two. He was one of the hunters in Grizzly Two. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, he's a great, great character actor. So he's one of the guys that played Grabass. He was one of the guys that played Grabass. Yes. So, so <laughs> the, he will walks in, he asks for Sheriff Brackett and the guy goes, Oh, he's retired. If you want to find me, you have to go 3000 miles South. All right. So from Oregon to New Jersey is like 2,700 miles. I don't think it's 3000 miles from Illinois to Florida. How do you know it's Florida? That's what he said. He said he, he retired to, uh, for, for, you have to go down to St. Petersburg. Oh, he said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Loomis right away. And that's what I love about him. Cause he, cause he knows what happens obviously 10 years ago. Everyone should know when he, when he says, Hey, Michael Myers can come back. People within seconds should be like, all right guys, let's shit, shut the shit down. No, they like question him. Well, think about this. The kids know in the school. Yeah. So how do the cops not know? Like, how are they not, like, concerned? And, you know, you would think that he would. they would also know who Loomis was. Because now, Loomis is in two movies. So he's obviously basically been there twice for both series of killings. How, like, why are they very clueless? I mean, I, I'm i surprised, like, that the, I guess the new chief um, seems to listen to Loomis a little bit more than I expected him to. Like, he wasn't so, so much of a hard ass. But, yeah, how do they not know? I mean, the kids in middle school know, or elementary school know. That's uh, Kelly Meeker's dad, Ben Meeker, Sheriff Ben well, Meeker. You, well, you didn't know that until later on, yeah. right? Yeah. Now you don't know, yeah. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Kelly Meeker just walks around with no pants the rest of the movie? <laughs> yes. That's terrible. Even 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 when there's company that no, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I, I didn't want to watch anymore until she put pants on. <laughs> Cops do it by the books. I love that. And then the fact that they had her change for no reason to put on something else no, that was skimpy. No, no, she they she spilled something. She threw she threw wine on her or something. Oh yeah, her, she threw co- hot coffee on her chest. You're right. Hot coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> In the interview, when Kathleen goes. Cause I guess she probably even like not like like forgot that because so many years like she's like I don't know and then I change into this flannel maybe because dad's cops yeah you know, cop buddies are there and she's like do you do it by the books or are you one of those off the book guys so so awesome so then how about this Michael this guy is so smart he's been in a coma ten years he knows boom cut the phone line the long distance phone lines is that a thing. There was long distance phone lines and local phone lines back in the day. If, if there are, how would he know even which one to cut? <laughs> Eeny, me, you know, miny, I mean, mo, cut a. <laughs> I mean, he again. He he. That's what like his. He's he's got to be more human than monster, because he he's. There's no way he could do the things he does without being human. 
No, exactly. Cutting the phone line? Like, why would he think that? Like, at least, like Jason, the only thing we ever seen him do is maybe climb on Jason Goes to Manhattan. He climbs that thing, you know, that yeah. ladder. Outside of that, he doesn't really do anything else besides walk, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Myers is, Myers is human. Myers, Myers is like a, a serial killer. Yeah, just for him to know that cut the right line. But even then, shouldn't they be like, yeah, Meeker... Ben Meeker was like, okay, this is like getting a little crazy. And then we cut to Rachel and, and Jamie's having the time of her life. This is probably the first time she's ever gone trigger treating because she knows there's something up with it. And I think she knows about uncle boogeyman. She kind of has to know about like the clown outfit and some lore. She has the photos, but she's having so much fun. And then we get Frankenstein douchebag from earlier that was picking on her cool clown costume, which it's a cool costume, but it's not, it's not a fake. I thought they were going to do something to her. Oh, well, first of all, if, if she did know about the past, why would she pick the, the clown costume? If she knows that's the, like, you know, isn't that what you said Michael Myers wore when he was a kid? That's what he wore, wore when he killed his sister. Yeah. Right. So why would she wear that? Like, you know, like, does, so I, I question if she really did know that he wore that. Yeah, I don't know. It was in that small box of all the photos. So I'm sure she must have seen it. Maybe she didn't know like who it was or. Exactly. I have no idea. I feel like she knows way too much about what happened. And like, because, I mean, you think about it. If she's only, like, say, I don't know, how old is she? Like, nine in this movie? I yeah. Mean, I, you know, like, okay. So, what? who's telling her the grisly details of what happened, you know, with her uncle and these murders? Like, what do you, like, what do you wait until she's older? Like, you know, like, I, I mean, so. like, why even mention telling her, why tell her anything? I you know, know. Like, she no. seems to know a lot, and and that's why she screwed up. I mean, maybe if they thought, like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have told her. <laughs> and everybody knows. She every, seems, the she, fact that all the kids, like you said earlier, all the kids know the details of it, all of this, which is frightening. Unless maybe the kids knew, because the parents said, oh, you know, and they're the ones that told Jamie in the first place. Oh, Maybe. That must have been a tough talk. Is my uncle uh, the boogeyman? <laughs> so then we get uh, Michael peeping. The, some of his peeping in this with a trick or treat, and you see him pop out of the bush, just so creepy. Like I love the mask in this movie. The original like Shatner mask is so cool, but this one's just so I don't know. It just has this like look to it that's like I don't even know how to describe it. It just freaks me out. I didn't even realize it was a different mask. I thought it was the same Michael Myers mask. Yeah, it looks. If you look at him, they're, they're definitely different. It's not like the same exact one. So then, they go to a new house. Cops do it by the book. Kelly Meeker answers the door, and they walk up, and she like kind of looks at Rachel, and then I know her. You hear, go down the stairs, and it's Brady. Brady gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar, in the candy jar, because he was handing out candy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but why if he he's obviously i guess we think he's dating rachel why like you would think he's okay he knows he's doing something behind her back why would he show his face anywhere in this small town knowing that you know people might see them together or something like that like isn't he kind of doing something secret yeah why yeah why would you go to the door door opens i hit the floor or hide behind a couch i don't need to see the kids and she's already there so there's yeah. no need for him to come down anyway yeah, so he deserves to get caught. He does, and then he blames Rachel. I was, he says, what do he say? He goes, I was pissed off. Yeah, 
<laughs> that that was his excuse for cheating. I was pissed off. What a dick. And then right from here is when Jamie goes off by herself. Rachel's looking for it. And then we cut to because Ben Meeker finally like put the hammer down and had the news issue a, a report like, hey, everybody go home. Business is shut down. Then we got all these drunk guys at the bar that are drinking on Halloween. Maybe that's all the people in the neighborhood are at that bar. They're at the one party and they're at the bar. And the bar. Could be. But, okay, so, you know, I do like Rachel. I, th- I feel like she's been very motherly to Jamie. But twice now, she let Jamie do go on her own. Oh, yeah. At the store. And now in the streets. How is she letting Jamie walk around and, and not, because she's focused on Brady, that Jamie's now lost. Oh. You know, she doesn't know where Jamie is. In the store, give her a pass because it's a store. She's checking something out. But here, she, she yeah, but has don't to forget know. she was making she was making yeah, but she was making out like she wasn't paying attention. Like she's Brady is such a distraction to her that she loses track of of Jamie. That is true. And yes, she has to know that Jamie's not near her anymore. You know, so I'm not surprised that she can't find her. And they didn't argue and, that long. How far ahead could she have gotten? Yeah. A house, two houses. Yeah. Unless she like cut through like the yards and went to like the other side of the block, because that's because it seemed like she was like I mean again we talk about it like a ghost town like she was literally no one was around. No yeah, one. no exactly. So then like I mentioned the bar owners, I love that they're like, all right, let's call a cut, let's call Sheriff Meeker and see what's going on. It's just ringing. They always answer. All right, guys, I'm closing up. We're gonna go down there, and everyone in the bar was like, all right, let's go get our guns and climb into. Everyone had a pickup truck. Every single person pick up truck and then they drive off. Well, look at the bar. You're, you're yeah. surprised that everybody had a pickup truck. <laughs> and I love, I love the fact that they have the guys standing in the back of the pickup truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, that scene later with that. Awesome. So cool. <laughs> so then Loomis and Meeker, they go, let's go to Rachel. Let's go to Jamie's house where she lives. Check it out. They go in. They walk around and he goes, he's been here. And we see the photos on the ground still. And then he goes, well, how do you know that? And he goes, look, then we see a dead dog. And I wanted to, I should have oh. took a picture of it, but the dog that we saw with Jamie earlier, after she, uh, got into that fight with Rachel sort of, she's t- like, don't tell me it's, it's a different dog. Oh, not even close. The dog was a golden <laughs> shepherd, a German, like a, a golden, whatever you call it. Golden lab. Earlier, the dog dead in the closet was gray or like brown gray <laughs> and small. <laughs> it fit in the back of a closet, just like laying there. It looked like well, a may- pound puppy. Maybe the other dog, the other dog probably ran away and they had to quickly grab another dog. <laughs> oh, no. Right, give me another Wait, dog. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's Gordon. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God. I will go nuts because Gordon was a a golden lab, right? He was. He was. He oh was. my god! I swear to God, when we're done with this, if I check so you, so and you I find it's out a conne- if it it's the same dog, well, maybe not a connection. <laughs> I don't think Gordon jumped out of Crystal Lake and landed in Haddonfield. But if it's that's the same stunt dog or dog actor, oh my god! I like the connection better that he found a new family, <laughs> <laughs> and then he died. Picked the wrong time. They went to Haddonfield. Ugh. Why would why would Michael Myers kill the dog? He's a serial killer. That's what serial killers do. They kill anything. 
I, I guess, but he just see he he only seems to kill people that are just in his way. I, I mean, that, that that dog seemed like a very friendly dog. I don't think that dog was any trouble. Maybe he's allergic. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> the dog would st- would not stop licking him. So then we get cut to Bucky, Bucky the electrical worker, which Bucky was the name of the prop master. So he put his name on the helmet and his name on the shirt. So his name's in the movie. That's awesome. So cool. He's the one who made the and again, cops do it by the book shirt. And he's and he's working late at night. How late is it? It's late at night and he's alone. It, it, always is one person, you know, that just that's it. No one else is working. Even if I wasn't in a town with a homicidal maniac on the loose, I wouldn't want to go alone on Halloween. Like, no matter what, even right now, on ho- this Sunday, if somebody's like, hey, Doug, you got to go by yourself. I don't even want to go in the basement on a Tuesday. Why? Because I don't know. You think the boogeyman's in there? The boogeyman could be down there. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I almost agree with you. Every time I shut the light off in the basement, I have to run upstairs almost. Oh, always. <laughs> well, the movie that ruined it for me was People Under the Stairs because the first house I lived in, we had the same Ugh. wood slats in the wall. And they were like spaced out the same in this movie. So like you could like put your, yeah. Uh, so that ruined it for me. But yeah, Bucky. Uh, <laughs> but how about, how funny is it when Bucky is standing there? Hey, what are you doing over there? I'm not scared of you. And Michael walk so slow. And then Bucky's like, all right, I got to go check this over here. He's walking normal speed, normal, like, you know, gate when he's walking. Michael takes a little baby stuff and then's on top of him. <laughs> he does move very quick in short distances because, again, when Loomis was shooting at him, he disappeared pretty quick. He did, yeah. So he does move, you know, like faster than he. Well, Jason does the same thing. J- they, they, Jason could be standing so far away, and they're running. They're running, and somehow Jason shows up right there. So yeah, he might have the same true. teleportation. That is true. Yeah, no, he does. There's one scene in this movie I wrote down. He teleports. Like not even, well, yeah. So he he throws Bucky in and didn't. I don't know. I've never seen what one of those things in real life. I've seen like, I guess, sort of like those electrical fields, like where they do that. You, you drive by them, like yeah, right. But when they pulled out, it reminded me of like a Motley Crue concert stage because that's all it looked like was like where like the lights hang from. Because it's probably what it was. It probably wasn't a, a real one, obviously. Are they that dangerous? That that would happen. Like if you oh, I it? think so. That's why those things are oh, fenced up pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah, but what's well, that really serious fencing? I mean, it, well, it, not you, that one. You easily could climb over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one had no. I don't think that one had any fencing. <laughs> no. Yeah, Michael just walked in there. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> <laughs> so then Rachel <clears throat> cut to her. She can't find Jamie. Like we said, <clears throat> total jo- to- total uh, ghost town. I wrote. So bad to say. Is this a Jehovah neighborhood? Because there was no decorations. It's not even nobody was home. There was nothing. There was no decorations, no pumpkins, no nothing. And she's well, like, you know, let me ask you this. Because it, it, yeah. it seems that they're trick-or-treating pretty late at night. Maybe everybody's in bed sleeping. And she, they're out like, why is she waiting this long to go trick-or-treating? Because it, it, it was dark. It was like late at night. Well, remember, this is back in the day. If you remember when you were younger, that's when the, they used to do daylight savings in October. So it was earlier. Even up until even when I was trick-or-treating. It was dark when we used to trick-or-treat. 
So yeah, it's pitch dark. It's probably it could be six o'clock right now. No, it was like eight o'clock because that's when she wanted to go home. Not when you're eight eight years old. Well, she's supposed to be with an adult. The adult was worried about her not boyfriend hooking up with Kelly Meeker. Priorities, Rachel. Get them together. Well, I mean, not, you know, nothing. Listen, in Brady's defense, I would take Meeker also Ooh. over Rachel. Uh, you got to see the behind the scenes. Yeah, totally. But you got to see the behind the scenes. Because <laughs> they said when uh, they would shoot the scenes like the makeout scene with Ellie or the makeout scene with Kathleen. Kathleen was like, yeah, you know, Sasha would be like with Ellie on those days and they'd be like, oh, buddy, buddy. And then he'd be buddy, buddy with me. It's a pretty cool behind the scenes. The fourth movie is, it's pretty cool. So then Rachel, she's walking and then she looks over, sees a shadowy figure. Like I've seen this movie a ton of times and I still get like, it's very rare in any of these movies that someone actually escapes until like the end of the movie, you know? So this scene is so cool because I never see people run away from Michael or whatever bad, you know, serial killer slasher and just how she flies over the fence and just this whole scene's great. It's great and, and creepy at the same time because of, of what it turns out to be like, it's, it's almost disturbing. It's, it's because again, this is a small town knowing the sensitivity of the subject why would you do that? Like, it just seems very disturbing. Oh my God. You know, what's funny. I was trying to think of the, which we'll get to that scene in a few minutes. Uh, the coveralls that the, you know what? Now I'm thinking, was that Michael chasing? Because even after the scene that we're going to talk about in a little bit, when we see the other Michaels, which we'll just talk about it right now. So we have that scene. So, Rachel comes out, she sees Jamie and she kind of gets mad at Jamie, which is kind of a bitch move. Like why would she yeah, get mad at her? Yeah. Well, Jamie shouldn't have went, I guess that far into the neighborhood where there's no trick or treating. Well, I, I, well, I think I considering she just saw the guy that she likes hooking up with someone else. She's still a little angry. So she's probably taking it out of Jamie. Yeah. Not cool. So here's the part like Loomis and Meeker find both of them. And they're like, they have no idea what they have zero clue what's going on. The only thing Rachel in her, her head, this got creepy guy chased me. It's not like she says, Michael Myers was chasing me. Nothing. Right. What she should know. She was probably like seven or eight years old when it all happened. But how so, is Meeker okay with Loomis having a gun? <laughs> you know, I mean, like in, in this scene, how is he okay with it? <laughs> he doesn't care. They're at this point. Loomis somehow he really he doesn't no rules. There are no rules because even the guys in the pickup trucks are running around with guns, and he's okay with it. Uh well, so he is until he, yeah, he is until he isn't. Like when we get to that. <laughs> but so this scene, this is right after they pick them up. So then we see them get into the car, and Rachel's like, "Hey, Jamie, it's gonna be all right." Loomis looks over, he sees a Michael Myers. And then we see another Michael Myers. <laughs> and wait, one more. Mar- the last Michael Myers is lazy. He doesn't wait, even have it really? zippered up. I was going to say he doesn't zip it up. <laughs> he just got done taking a shit. Like He's not even worried about anything. But the fact that they're standing there like that. I- yeah. 
ballsy, and, and, man. And Loomis was going to shoot. And Loomis was going to shoot him. And the cop didn't even say anything to Loomis. Like, hey, you know, put your gun away. Like, he, Loomis almost shot an innocent person. I know. But I feel like I cut it early. But I feel like right after that, you see another. Oh, no. You know what you see next? When they leave, Michael is in the road behind the cop car. So Meeker yes, doesn't yes. have a rear view mirror that he saw that. So that was him chasing Rachel. It was just the timing of the other three guys. Right, right. Okay, interesting. Because the way she got away, she flies over that fence. That was so cool. She man. does. Yeah, yeah. And, like, why would they sell those masks in that town? Like you mentioned earlier. It makes I said that. It, and, and not only the masks, they're selling the whole outfit. I mean, the mechanic's <laughs> outfit and everything. <laughs> well, they just have to work a day, you know. Maybe Gary sells them. <laughs> he sells the masks and he sells the coveralls. In a in a combo, twenty five bucks. Gary seems like a problem. Gary is a problem. Well, that's he why he's seeing like Loomis. That's why he's seeing Loomis. But Loomis isn't there. I got news to I don't know. I don't know why anybody's seeing Loomis because Loomis is a nut job. <laughs> yeah. So, so then Loomis and Meeker go. Hey, we're gonna go to the police station, girls. We're gonna go get everyone, and they walk in. Carnage. That place Car- looks like a tornado went through it. Okay. How many people? would be at that police station that one guy they could they couldn't take care of. <laughs> I know. They I mean they're they're police officers. You're gonna tell me no one had a shotgun there? It seems like the whole town has shotguns. So you're gonna tell me no one had anything that at all that could have stopped one guy walking in with a mask on. That and and, and how yeah. about the fact that where that guy was positioned, they were in the police station for like a while. Like they had to walk pretty far to get to this guy's dead body. This guy didn't see Michael like walk that far. No one saw him. And, and again, you can assume police station. Even back then, they, I'm sure they had those cameras. You know that you could see, as someone's walking in. You're gonna tell me no one noticed that either. Was does the dispatcher? The dispatcher's usually right there. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. No, somebody Poor should job. have saw something. Or it's that small of a town that you know the the deputy was the only other guy, and that was like the rookie or something. But no. He see listen, Meyer seems to be able to sneak. He's like a ninja. He's able to sneak everywhere and no one sees him. How about the fact that Myers cut the guy's arm off or broke it off because they showed the the little nub like in the in between the posts. So maybe he was just having fun with him and just wanted to rip it off. I don't know. Well, what was his point of going there? Uh maybe it was like del- disabling the police force. Maybe he thought all the cops were there, he could take them all out. I have no idea. <laughs> I, no I, I just thought of that like there was really no reason for him to go there yeah he already went to where jamie's at and then right so right yeah he's, you know he's very impatient because he easily could wait at jamie's house he's sit in the closet you know sit in a closet i mean you know, like like what's the hurry like why is he like just it has to be done right away maybe it has to be done on halloween because that's when he killed his sister and he tried to kill her mom so you're telling me if it like the clock turns like twelve the next day, you know, in the morning, he's he'll be like, oh, I gotta wait another year. <laughs> yeah, he turns into a pumpkin, or he goes into a coma. <laughs> Only on Halloween he gets out of his coma. It's, just... it's a very rare three hundred and sixty four day coma. <laughs> but no, so then the next part is the militia. These redneck militia show up in their pickup trucks. They're worried about everything. And Meeker, calm, he's like, 
oh no, it's okay. You know, we got it all under control. And Loomis is like, no control. Michael Myers has returned home. Meeker seems so pissed when he said this. Oh, yeah. He just, stirred, he just stirred the pot, you know. But again, you now you have these rednecks that are standing. How does that work? How, how are you driving and standing on the back of a pickup truck? How do you not fly out of there? Hit one bump. Fly off. <laughs> oh, we lost Joe. <laughs> so the one line that I wish they would have done more with, I guess they couldn't have done it because then it had been like, who's another character we're introducing. So they're so far into the movie now, but like one of the guys says, Hey, Will, Joe lost his kid 10 years ago. And it's like, Whoa, dude, that's like deep. That's like in Halloween kills. The newest one, they brought back characters from the original one. And like hearing that line, that's like, okay, I get it now. Like I know, obviously if you knew people died in your town, you might be motivated to form a militia. But if you knew, a buddy of your kid died. So that like makes sense how crazy these guys are to try to find him and kill him. Yeah, but you would, but they don't, they don't correlate with one of the people that Mike Myers killed in a second or, or first one. Right. So like, like did Michael Myers kill his son? Like they, they made it sound like he did, but wouldn't he be one of the main characters that he killed in the first two movies? He could have been somebody in the hospital. He could have been somebody that worked at the hospital in the second one or, Bob, maybe Bob, the boyfriend in the first one. I don't know. It could have been one of those people, but that was just a cool, like throwaway line that you, that you have. But now here's a part that's so cool because it's like a thrill. Oh yeah. It's a horror, but more of like a thrill. Like you're on the edge of your seat. So when you get the deputy and he goes into his car and Michael's laying in the back seat, dude, the payoff for that was not as cool as if each of the times that you probably thought like me, like, oh, he's gonna jump out now. Oh, hundred percent. I I thought he was the guy. He's gonna slice the guy's neck, you know, right off the bat. But again, he's not a monster. He's a human, and he knew to wait, so he knows exactly where to go. <laughs> yes, exactly. He is way too smart in this movie. Way too smart. We thought he was smart by just driving in the other movie. No, this is. In fact, he's smarter in this movie than he was in five. Oh, yeah. No, the fact that just, he it, knows to listen to know, like, okay, he's going to be going to wherever the, that Jamie's going to be. Let me wait in this car. No, you're 100% right. He's too human in this movie. He really is. I mean, and I'm okay with that, but then you can't, to me, you can't have the the super strength and then the smarts. Like, the, the creative, you know, like, there has to be a give, like, a give and take there, and I feel like if you have the super strength, then you're a monster. Yeah, but clearly he's not a monster. He's too way too creative. No, he is way too. And then we talked about the militia. This is when they think this is even crazier because I oh. I was mixing up my head in five. Remember in five when they see the guy in the mask and the van like run the cars yep, crash yep, yep. into him and kill him. So yep. for some reason that bled into this movie, and I was like, oh my god, that's what happens here. No, this they freaking shoot somebody not even wearing the mask. Yeah, that that was messed up. Oh, that was messed up. They walk up, they're like, "Oh but my you know god, what? that's Pat Fitzgerald." Who's the one that said that though? Was it the guy that lost his son? I don't know. I don't remember. I it was more of a throwaway line because the one guy said, "Oh, he lost his son," and I think there was a guy they zoomed in on, so it could have been him. But that's just like crazy. I wonder. I wonder if it was. See, I see. I would think like it would make sense if it was the guy that lost his son because now he just he just so much so angry that anyone 
you just think Mike Myers is there. Like, I'll, yeah. let's just shoot. Like, let's shoot first. Think, you know, think later. But what are the chances, oh, yeah. like, that again? It's Michael Myers. He doesn't use a gun. He doesn't use weapons that yeah. are from like a far. It's not Jason shooting an arrow or throwing an axe right. or something. He uses a knife for the most part, or things in close range. Why not confirm who it is before you shoot yeah. from fifty yards away and just like kill this guy cold blood? And those guys, their reaction was like, "Holy shit!" And then they kind of like until later, they're like, "All right, let's like take a back seat to everything that's going on." Yeah, but but they say that later on, but they're still looking for him, right? Well, and, yeah, they no, sort they, of are, yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, no, actually, yes. no. I, I think that yeah, I got you. You know what? It would have been funny if it was like the old man that was the the, the, the priest. <laughs> Like just to throw him back in there, like you know, he was, you know, I don't know, he was doing something weird in the bushes. He was getting hammered in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to you get Kelly and Brady humping and kissing by the fire, and Brady says, "Oh, I think I'm in heaven." And I wrote, "Us too, Brady. Us too." <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'll, gi- I'll give this movie credit, or not cr- no credit. They really they didn't follow the rules. This I'm, movie was made in the I, 80s. I'm really, I, I was really surprised because I, as a kid, I remembered it. I guess because as a kid, you're like close. As... Anything, well, listen, as a kid, you, anything close, you're excited yeah. about. But they, they didn't show anything, and like you know, for '80s, you know, horror trope, it doesn't like it doesn't follow the rules. No blood, no boobs. They really yeah. don't show boobs. No, they don't. That was the that was the closest, and and you thought you might have, and no. I'm See saying in side. all the movies. Oh, five. I yeah, I don't remember in five. Yeah, and then we, she get, and then they get co- cock blocked by her dad, who comes home with Rachel, <laughs> Jamie, Loomis. Could you imagine if you're him? You just had this terrible moment, and they have no idea what's going on. And then you get your sort of girlfriend ex that you just had that. You, you see this a lot in movies, though. Like, oh, my father's home. Hurry up, get dressed. Like, like, does that really happen? Like, like that? Oh, my father will kill you if he finds you. Like. Wouldn't you know, like, who her father was? Like, he's, Brady seemed like he didn't know who her father was. Well, that's pretty... No, he should know. He know. He knew because they said Wade. When they were putting Wade on to hit on her, they were like... I'm, he's like, I'm not, I'm not scared that her dad's a sheriff. So, no, I guess I he knew, but I, maybe he didn't think that he was, like, that crazy. No, I dealt with some crazy dads when I was younger. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, no, so then we get... Michael again. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, before you go any further. So she is worried that her dad's gonna see them together, yet she doesn't. She decides not to put pants on. So when he came, when the father came home, Brady's on the chair, and she's next to him with no pants on. I <laughs> know. So that kind of made no sense. That didn't. No, that is true. Wouldn't the dad be like, "Hey, what the hell were you guys doing?" Yeah, and. Wouldn't he tell his daughter, all right, put your pants on. I, I got my, uh, my, another cop coming here now. We have a, a bunch of company, you know, like, you're, no, she walks around with no pants on the whole movie. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. Cops do by the books, she, you know? Okay. <laughs> so then, man, so, so cool, man. So you have the deputy goes into the house and he's, and Meeker's like, what kind of weapons do you have? I have a shotgun in my trunk. He's like, go get it. So when he goes to the trunk, I'm thinking pay off the back doors open. So the guy's like, Hmm, that's, that's kind of weird. Right. When he go inside and be like, Hey Meeker, did you go into my 
car because the back door was open. No, nothing. But I was expecting like Michael to pop out of a bush. Of no, course. The guy goes in the house. I thought that was so great. But why why didn't Michael shut the door? Oh, uh, he should have. Hey, humans yeah. make mistakes, right? Okay. <laughs> and then Brady yeah, gets I mean, a like, gun. It... How about that? When Brady gets the gun, then he has that line, like, if I catch you with my daughter, I'll use that gun on you. <laughs> Just great. But again, he, he's allowing someone else to walk around with a weapon to basically murder someone. Like, I mean, yes, I know he, Michael Myers is a, is a killer, but you're, so you're going to have a citizen who's not a cop possibly shoot someone. Not smart. Well, he does a few non-smart no. things pretty, pre- pretty soon. No I, no, I know, but I just feel like, you know, like he's allowing these rednecks to go around, try to kill someone. Like he's allowing murder to happen. For the citizens of the town. Yeah, well, he has no one left. You got to think that how many cops were there? There's really just that deputy with the stash that's left. All the other okay. cops are either dead or. So they're honorary vacation. cops for the day? I guess so. Because he, when he gives Brady that gun and Brady's first move is, hey, which later kind of like proves me wrong what I'm about to say, but he's like, Hey, you know what? Maybe Michael Myers is going to go through the roof window because that's what his job is. He goes all the way upstairs, locks the attic window. That doesn't come into play. Oh, it does come into play later when they run upstairs. Oh, that's how she, I was going to say, maybe that's how they run get out of the, no, but yeah. it doesn't though. Yeah. It Cause it, remember play, she, though. they can't open the, they can't open it fast enough. They have to like bang oh, right. it open okay. because he locked right. it. So that's right. It's pretty okay. good. Okay. That worked out. See, full circle, full circle, <laughs> full circle. So then Rachel goes down. She goes to talk to the cop. And I love this guy. Doesn't even realize, like, he knows. Meeker told him, like, hey, this guy Myers killed all these people. He must have been around 10 years ago unless he just moved here. I love he's like, won't be long. And I love as soon as Rachel leaves that room in, like, the back, you see the Myers mask. And that is, like, yeah, yeah, chills. Yeah, that was cool. And then right here, Loomis, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave. Because Loomis leaves right away. What? What, yeah. what is that? Because he goes, nobody knows how to stop him, but damn it, I have to try. What is he going to do? He's His plan is to go back to Jamie's house and wait for the, wait for him. And I'm like, why would you then leave? Why, why are they holed up in that house? I guess they don't know about the connection that you kind of brought up, which is a great point. Like that twins connection, maybe they have some kind of thing like that. Well, maybe, no, he doesn't really have that because he used the deputy to know yeah. how to go by laying in the car. So yeah, I don't know. But 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 well, but my like, why they hold up at the sheriff's house? Like, why why do they think Myers is going to show up there? Why wouldn't he show up there? No, why would he? Because Loomis is leaving to go to Jamie's house. They're locking everything up in the in the in the, in the police officer's house. So why would they lock all that up? Oh if yeah, Loomis maybe they're is, just if, doing it like just in case. Just in but case. no, you're right. Like especially if Loomis makes no thinks, sense. Yeah, if Loomis right. is like, hey, it's go, I'm gonna go to Jamie's house. I'm gonna leave you guys here. Let me take a gun, a weapon, just in case Myers comes here. No, you're right. Yeah, but you know what though, and we've discussed this when we saw the other Halloween that. Loomis and Michael are kind of like Loomis is a bad guy. Like we thought like in another movie, maybe he's can, can, can talk, can, 
doing some kind of plan with Michael Myers. Oh, they're Chris. colluding. So like, like when you accuse the mayor and Jaws of letting correct, correct Jaws because all you know everything starts happening after the Loomis leaves. That is true. Maybe they are in coll- a little collusion for it because he just so happens so. to come back just in time. Every single time, and that's why Michael never kills him. Michael never kills him. Just saying. But Loomis does try to kill him. He just you know he fired oh, six bullets but- in his chest. But but does he try to kill him? Oh, he misses a lot too. You think he strategically missed him? Yes, yes, I do. To make it look real when the cops get there, (laughs) they check. Wow, these shots are pretty close. He's like, I tried. Maybe he's using blanks. This is when Rachel and Kelly are arguing, and she's like, I didn't know you were Brady, and she's like, You knew I was with Brady. Here's some coffee, and she pours the coffee onto her. Well, she well. First she says, I, I I didn't know you were Brady, and then she says, Well, you can't blame me or something like that. Like she like she admitted it right away. Like she didn't try, like she lied at first and really didn't ride that lie. She admitted it within seconds. Yeah, and that made it worse. Wrong. I just remember the line when he said that. Cause she goes, if that's how you're gonna treat a man, that won't yes, be the so last the- man that you lose or yes, something. Yes, I'm like, yes. Wow. Then yeah, hot coffee yeah. to the chest. <laughs> Could have been burns. That was like right out of the pot. That's odd. It was. <laughs> and then we get Meeker. Now he has to leave because he gets the call that there was the murder in the park, that the guy, the militia accidentally killed the guy. So he friggin' leaves. And then he has this like super lock on his door that you can't leave. Somehow this yeah. lock makes it so you can't get out. So what is he hiding there? Like, why does he need a super lock like that? Ooh. He keeps, Kel- he has to keep Kelly in. Boy, all men, men of all ages, probably try to come over there, and he's like, "I'm gonna lock the door on the weekends." That's true. <laughs> keep her in and keep them out. <laughs> so then, man, this next scene is so great. The lighting in this scene is just absolutely—it's—it's it's my favorite. Well, the whole the whole movie is has this like has that dark look though with the lights, like you know, between the the rain and everything else, like it. The whole movie is dark like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like very cool. I mean, I think the, that they did a great job with that. Dude, when she has the coffee and just the way they're doing that, that POV, like that steady can shot of her walking and looking around and, Hey, I bought you some coffee. And then she even like makes a comment about her dad, like making small talk with the guy that she thinks is in the chair and puts it down oh, and was- lights the match. And you see his face. But again, like, so he's waiting in that chair, like, pl- like there's way too much plan planning with Michael Myers, like way too much. Like that is a very cool strategic planning, like waiting, like trickery. And Ama- Jason would never be able to pull that off. It's like MTV punked. <laughs> he just like pops out of the chair. You thought this is the, the deputy, but guess what? It's but that was Michael cool. Myers. But no, the way he gets it up, as soon as she sees it, like his bloody face. Then she looks over to the chair and the music starts and he rocks one time forward, gets up and then just uses that shotgun. And the way she described the the hours that she had to film that scene, sitting on a bike seat and just like flying into the wall. That looks so awesome. That's like iconic. Has he ever shot a gun before in any of the movies? No, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. So do you think he? So do you think he doesn't know how to use the gun? 
and that's why he just kind of stabs her with it. He's like, this is more fun. Shove it through her stomach. Because <laughs> that was a, pr- I mean, like, not only does he kill her with it, like, by, like, stabbing like a, like a, like a machete, but he hangs her on the wall. Oof. Like, he's got that much power that the gun, I would think, would break or something. But no, it goes through her and through the wall. And holds her up. <laughs> like, rips through her spine. It rips her, yeah. It goes, it goes through her whole body. I mean, it That's... was very, I mean, very cool. I mean, but I'm not sure really that can happen. Serious. Like, that was serious. So then she's gone, and then we get Rachel. She comes upstairs after she finds out, because she's on the radio downstairs. She finds out the cops will be here in 15 minutes, because Meeker told her to man the radio when she leaves. And then she finds the bodies. She goes upstairs. Jamie's missing. So it's like, holy shit, what's happening? Brady comes out of nowhere. And then, dude, just chaos just ensues. Meeker asked him if he knows how to use a gun, and Brady right away was like, yeah, I, you know, of course. Where did he screw up? He didn't have bullets in there? Right? That's, he didn't have bullets in the gun, right? Or did, did he use the gun before that? No. No, he has bullets in the gun, remember? So this is the line I was going to ask you about. So when he checks the door, and he's like, remember, it's like locked? He's like, I think we're locked in. And he's like, move, yeah. I'm going to shoot it. And he shoots it. Oh, that's right. It. Wasted. You're right. Okay. Okay, and you. do you remember? Do you remember what he says? No. His line was. Metal! God damn it! It's metal. Oh yes. <laughs> and then Rachel screams. What does that mean? We're trapped in this house. Which I agree That's with it. you, Rachel. What does that mean? It it's metal. Mean. What? What else should it be? Plastic? It's a freaking. It's a lock. No, I remember that. I love that. So, that's... so, so, but then it, it doesn't come to play. Like, so like, and that's it. And then, and then, so he used all the bullets on the door. Is that, I guess happened? so. Yeah. So again, but wouldn't he know how many bullets are in a shotgun? How many, how many bullets in a shotgun? Do you know? I'm not a gun expert. I don't know. I'm are not you? either, but maybe he was just saying, yeah, to look like a tough guy in front of Sheriff Meeker, you know? <laughs> okay. Oh, he's trying to impress him because he's trying to impress his, you know, his daughter. And yeah, yeah, okay. Because he, he 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 seems to take a long time loading that shotgun. He does, yeah. <laughs> it is a cool fight because you re- you rarely see up to this point. Usually, Michael comes up to his victims, kills them for the most part. Besides, you know, Laurie Strode, nobody really right. fights back. Maybe Loomis, but his is like from a distance, not like not close. But man, right. he f- but, he throws a punch at him. Oh, he throws a few punches at him. But yeah. like Brady seems like such a douche that I don't think he'd be that brave and telling telling Rachel, "Why don't you leave and I'll take care of this?" Like I don't think he'd do that. I think he'd be the first one running away. <laughs> I I don't I don't see him doing it. Maybe he really cared about Rachel, and it was just like he was pissed, and that's why he went for Kelly. But. I don't see anybody doing. I would have just kept running, like I don't know, like. And then the fact that he gets his kill to just die like that, like being held up, neck yeah. snap, drop, and Rachel and Jamie run up into the attic and they start throwing whatever they can. And it's kind of funny when you watch Michael walking up the stairs. I'm sure they must have been more than one take, but when he gets to the one thing, it's like a little box, and he picks up the box and like throws it, and like places it. <laughs> Like, 
I <laughs> thought he was going to rip the kid, the guy uh, Brady's head off when he was lifting him like that. I thought he was going to rip the head off. Yeah, but they don't do that in these movies. Maybe if this was Jason, maybe they would have done that, or like Leatherface, or one of the other ones. But now it's more no, like his, his kills are are like a human kill, yeah. like as if like a killer would kill a human. That's how how his kills are. That's how I guess that they humanize him rather than him be like. Even though I know he can survive like a million gunshots and everything that happens to him, but he does like like he does it like a slasher way. He only uses well, weapons or his hands. As I'm looking at your forehead of Michael Myers killing someone with his thumb, that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rachel, this scene is unreal when they when she goes into the attic and the fact that there's a kitchen knife. Just happened to be up there I, for my. It wasn't a knife. That was like a. That was like a. It was a butcher's. I was like a. a heavy it was huge. Knife. Yeah. In the attic, just sitting there, looking like it's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that! It's here just for me. <laughs> so this scene when they break out and they're on the roof, can you believe this scene's real? Like they shot this. They had stunt people on the gutters of the roof. Waiting just in case if somebody fell to catch them. I was going to say, like, this scene, like, I'm not, I mean, I guess that's the only place they can go to. But, like, that, like, roofs are not easy to walk on to begin with, let alone that kind of roof in the rain. Like, I don't know if that was the smartest place to go. But It was scary as hell. Like, it was scary watching it. And and the fact that I like she's like she didn't get away. I, I I thought that Michael Myers was on the other side of the roof, so when they reached the top, he would have been right there. Oh. But I like the fact that she did slide down to show that how slippery it was. Oh my god, frightening! And Michael chasing yeah. them, and then Rachel like quickly is like, "I'm gonna lower you down, Jamie." She rips the cable line, wraps it around her, only gets her like halfway down, and then Michael friggin' dumps her off. And she's like laid on the ground unconscious. Jamie like wakes her up. And then this is the teleporting part. Cause boom, Michael's on the ground. Yeah. And that fall, like she should have broke her back. Oof. I know. I know. You know, like, and she gets up like really no problem. What was cool. Like a cool little, and I guess not a throwback to the first one, but it was like f- for, as the audience, when you're watching, when she hits the ground and then Jamie gets to her, I don't know. You think like, all right, most of the time there's only one person that usually survives and you feel like Loomis is always going to survive. So I'm thinking, man, Rachel's done. No, she gets up, man. She's such a badass in this movie. And then I wrote, no one can hear this little girl screaming. She's screaming like on the top of her lungs. Only person that can hear Loomis. They go to the school. So really, even at this part, Rachel's still like, Knocked out. She she's knocked out at this point. Jamie couldn't wake her up. She Loomis should be. Is she like, should be. Oh, exactly. So it's like kind of realistic. I forgot that yeah. she stayed down. They go to her school, and this is where freaking Michael. Did you notice Michael in this scene at all? No. Anything different about him? His mat. They they somehow for some reason in the prop trailer they had different masks with different hair color. So in this very short scene, you only see it for seconds. He's has blonde hair. Are you serious? Yeah. And they, they didn't have the budget did, to reshoot it. I, you know what? Again, you know, 
these little details, when you watch it for the first time, again, you don't see, like, again, the, the bus and every, I mean, uh, the ambulance and everything. You don't see these little things because like, you're just watching a movie for the first yeah, time. Yeah. So I did not even know. I guarantee you, now I go back and watch it, it's probably so obvious. Uh, no, it's only quick. It's really quick because I think they probably cut it down because they're like, oh, crap. They had to leave in, obviously, him pop out and throw Loomis through the window. But other than right. that, it's pretty. The next part was Rachel comes in to save when Jamie, Correct. like, fall, whoever that stunt kid is, or if they use, like, a little person. They fell down the stairs so, so hard. Awesome. Yep. Oh, it looked then, like her. It looked like she was doing it. Like it, it looked, did. That's but good. I'm like, would they yeah. allow that? Because that if she hurts herself, and that's filming wise, like you lose time, insurance, right, right. and but sure. Rachel pops out of nowhere, fire extinguisher to Michael, and you're like, holy crap! But that seemed to really stop him for a while. Because you don't know where he is. So like that seemed kind of weird. Like, what was that going to do? Like, it was like because he's he's like you don't see him now for a while. And I was like questioning, like, what did the fire extinguisher do? I've never got shot with a start fire extinguisher in the face, but maybe the stuff in it does. I know he uh, nothing really hurts it. Yeah, but but considering that bullets really don't stop them, but fire extinguishers do. Do you know like yeah. the chemicals in there? I don't know about that. <laughs> so then they get outside. The militia shows up just in time. And okay. I love that they're going to go in and kill Michael. And they basically, right? Doesn't Rachel convince them, like, no, let's just leave, right? This this is when they turn. That's why when you said it before, I'm like, I thought they, was, they, were, they were still, so, you know, gone on the hunt. But, yes, she convinces them. It's like, you know what? We got to get out of here at this point. So they finally agree. Ugh. This scene is so cool. <laughs> okay. This scene's not cool. This scene, no. As, as cool, okay. as, no, no. As cool as it is. How he gets there. Doesn't make sense, but the the scene of it. So the only thing you can think about, and they should have maybe like maybe they cut it and didn't want to show the audience. But if they would have showed him like underneath holding on or something when it drove away, then that would make more sense. But the fact that they're driving and they know that the state troopers are on their way, they drive past the troopers. They even stop and talk to a trooper that says, hey, there's a substation four miles down the right. And they were driving for a while, so he was holding on for a while. <laughs> he was. How is that possible? How is that possible? And like, is it is it possible to do that on like, like on a car? I mean, you see, I mean, Indiana Jones does it exactly. But you hit a bump. You know, yeah. there's a, something in the road. No, and so and to be able to to pull yourself so that you don't touch the ground as you're moving to the back of the truck and get on. How is that possible? <laughs> that's like ridiculous that is like you know like i mean like literally like it's like that's like he must be super like his core must be super strong he's jacked <laughs> and again this is a guy that was in a coma for 10 years yeah <laughs> well they cut out the scene where he started watching uh suzanne summers like thunder thighs or whatever and tybo by billy blanks that's how he trains but dude the again music sets the scene so yes. good so even here you get the music and then somehow it gets super foggy. Michael turns on a fog machine because they can't see anything. And dude, he is on there just cutting people up. This is probably the, I guess the other kills they show stuff, but just seeing him with the knife, like stabbing the people and then just but how did they not, the other ones, he kills one at a time. Oh, I know. And it looks like as, as he's killing one, 
The other two are still standing there, just staring straight ahead. Like, I would they don't say hear... the one guy, the, the last guy, is the worst one because obviously he must have heard the other two guys get murdered or something. <laughs> no. But the other guy's no. looking forward, like, "Hey, what's that over there?" <laughs> and then he gets ripped apart and thrown through. And then the main guy, again, this is a scene they added later because he wanted to add like more, like kills. This is like the most blood we get in the movie when he rips yeah. the freaking guy's throat open by reaching yeah. through the window. Yet he has struggle. He struggles with Rachel. He does struggle ride. with Rachel. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he almost takes her clothes off because he keeps, every time he grabs her, another like it gets almost, I thought she was going to end up just with no shirt on by the end, <laughs> end of the ride. <laughs> that was just so frightening. Just watching that, like the, the yeah. car bouncing and well, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, why is she not stepping on the brakes? I mean, I know she does eventually, but why did it take her that long to think about that? You have so you are, he's on top of the roof, and he's trying to grab you. Step on the brakes. Is that in driver's ed? Do they teach that in driver's I think ed? It is. There is. That's, that's that's like one of the questions. If someone is hanging on the top of your roof, do you a try to swerve back? <laughs> B step on the brakes or C go faster? You know. Because she was, she was like weaving in and out, back and forth. That's all she was trying to do. I guess she was trying to do the old. They do that in movies a lot too. The whole left and right, and they hope the guy. They do, like, but it never, but, but but it never works in the movies. You see the guys like legs flying one side and the legs flying the other side, but they never fall off. <laughs> never. How about the next? Just before she does slam on the brakes and he flies off. How about when he's instead of reaching the window, he like slams his face oh, into the front of the windshield, and you see his mask, and then that's when she slams the brakes. He flies. He gets up. And then she runs into him and he just flies in the air for a split second. Even though I've seen this a bunch, I thought she was going to do the old hit and then they can't find the body. And then he's like there or something. No, dude, he flies in the air and lands in. Was it like a grave? Were they in a cemetery? And that's what it looked like. It looked like he landed right in a, in a grave, an open grave. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even know how he held on. With his, after he hit his face on the windshield, and a windshield's pretty pretty strong. So the fact that he was able to headbutt a windshield, you know, I couldn't, you know, I don't know what he was trying to do with that, but yeah. And you know, I forgot that we already saw the scene because I never saw this movie, and I was trying to think like this looks so familiar, and it's the beginning of five is where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah, pretty much. And then, but the only thing we miss is them throw the bomb in. Like the grenades that they threw into the hole. This they just they, they had sh- they had every every gun possible at yeah. this point, and yeah. So th- this is when we see Jamie. They say J- Rachel runs, talks to Loomis and all the state troopers and Meeker. Jamie stay in the car. Jamie gets out, touches her uncle's hand. They're like, Jamie, no! And then they he gets up. They just light him up. He falls into the grave. Boom the end or, or is it or is it <laughs> why why would she i mean she's been afraid of him the entire movie why did she want to go over near him at this point maybe she was finally like possessed maybe with the whole satan the evil spirit it was so close that i find i don't know or i mean like i, I would have thought she would have walked over there and pulled his mask off and or, do you think or take the knife and stab him could but that would have given you know the ending away 
But do you think he's wearing the bandages under the mask? Oh, I would. I guess he knows that. I don't. I don't know. I, no, I think he takes it off. Right? It's too tight with the bandages on. Do you ever see what he looks like in any of these movies? Yeah, we saw it in the fifth one. Remember, he had like brown. He had like brown hair. We saw oh, it for yeah, a okay, split okay. second. She ripped the mask. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jamie okay. Rich rips the mask off in that movie. But no, right, so okay. then we get the end scene. They go to the Crothers house. Jamie's covered in blood, and so is uh, Rachel. The mom goes, oh, I'm going to go give Jamie a bath. Goes upstairs. We get a POV. And we see, like, what the outline of the clown mask is just, like, from the original movie. And then we right, see through the eyes. Oh, dude. Did you expect that? Well, you never saw this movie, right? Well, I... I... No, I never saw this, but because I saw the fifth one first, I knew this. Th- so it kind of ruined it, but this would have been, you know, if you know if you saw it for the first time, I think this would have been cool. So, man, so that Halloween four. But one thing that we didn't mention was so Loomis, he sees this happen. She, he sees her walk out knife in the hand and he's ready to murder her, which I, I, not saying I get, but man, that was intense. His his he says no about fifteen times. No. no. <laughs> and Meeker saves her life. Really, he would have shot her like and killed her. Yeah. And that's it. Then we get. Well, he was he's also almost shot at a civilian earlier too. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty reckless. He's pretty reckless with the gun. Yeah, but that's the credits. But you got to think so. So we'll get to what we usually do. So Jamie, that was Halloween four. Would you recommend this movie? Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like this movie is like the, the, the final chapter of Friday the 13th. Like I, I put that at the same level. I think this is definitely better than the other. Again, it's hard for me to tell. Cause I've only really seen like three of them, but yeah, I mean, especially if you've never seen the trilogy, like seen Halloween, I, it, this is definitely a must. I, I'm just mad that I didn't see this one before I saw five. Yeah. Kind of, kind of spoiled it a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is, I thought this was, uh, you know, had its, had its little silliness to it. Um, a lot of questions, but out of, out of what I've seen, I would absolutely say this is a, this is a must see. If you think about like the main horror people, like we always argue who would be the fourth on like the Mount Rushmore of horror. I don't know if it's pinhead, Chucky, leprechaun, all these people, but, or Leatherface. But the fourth movie rocks in all these big franchises yeah. like Dream Master, awesome. Final Chapter, awesome. Return to yeah. Michael Myers, awesome. But yeah, I, I wonder would totally... if that's. I wonder. I wonder if that's something like why is the fourth movie like the kick-ass movie? I don't know. It just worked but, out know, perfect that way. And then five, guess, but... five sucks in all of them. <laughs> You're right. Well, but you know, in that you mentioned Pinhead. I'm not, I, you know, after watching a few pinheads, I'm not putting them on the. the no, rock, I'm not either. That's what I mean. I don't know who the, like would yeah, be the fourth no. one. I guess Leatherface would be the Leatherface. Yeah, I would say. So yeah. since you saw five, isn't it crazy when you see this movie and then you see five? Like, you see Jamie as this character that's so strong and she fought back. And obviously, the end of the movie, the, what were they going to do in the next one? That was a cool cliffhanger for people watching, and they could have made that seem like that was a dream in the beginning of the fifth right. one. But the fact that in the fifth one she's mute, and the fact that they do Rachel like that, they kill her with scissors after what she, she fell off a roof. She fought him off when he was on top of the car, and scissors like she would. I don't know. 
I know. No, you know, I, I, I did like the fact that, you know, they were, they were questioning Jamie. I, I like the fact that they brought her back, you know, cause I think the actress is, is great. I mean, oh, yeah. for being that young, but yeah, I mean, this movie was again, the, the Friday 13th part four of, of Halloween. Man. So that was it. So next week we're going to do a little bit of a palate cleanser after a month jam packed with five interviews and four horror sequels. We have a special celebration for two things. And the episode will be out next Wednesday, November 3rd. And that's Charles Bronson's 100th birthday. The one of the greatest action stars of all time and our, some of our favorite action sequels. And on November 5th, it's a 36th anniversary of the greatest vigilante sequel of all time, Death Wish 3. So so our friend Charles Bronson Tweets 9 on Twitter, Bronson Tweets 9 exactly. We did that interview for actor Joe Gonzalez, and now we're getting together the reunion of four of the bad guys. I'm talking to Giggler. I'm talking Hermosa. I'm talking Angel and the Cuban are all back together. And, of course, I'm talking about Kirk Taylor, Alex Winter, Tony Spiridakis, and Rico Ross. Whew, we're going to be talking Amazing. about their auditions, memories, working with Chuck, and just so much more. And then we'll be back with the next sequel that we're going to do, Meet the Fockers, which is a great sequel, great interview with Jack Plotnick, which he is in so much. Since I did this interview probably over a year ago, I've seen him so much in guest starring roles. He's great. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at sequels only and don't forget to check out our website sequelsonly.com good night good night